You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. A Wicked Wednesday edition of Game Time Decisions, a radio red heat and rage. That is if we don't get blown away, although there's a better chance uh, <laughs> that I do uh, get uh, sucked up in wind than the raging redhead Cam Stewart does. My girth will keep me le- keep me grounded. Your girth keeps you well grounded. <laughs> it's like our boy Demps uh, tweets in, and he goes, uh, all those times uh, people called me a fat ass. Who's laughing now? <laughs> It's, it's actually a small dog warning. No joke. I saw there's a small dog. They basically stated, listen, if you've got like a small dog, don't take your dog no. out right now because no. your dog's going to blow away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I told you. I was dro- Imagine I, a little chihuahua is just going to get sucked up yeah. like Toto in like you're, the you're right. of Oz. It's like a hurricane. You see the dog in the twister. I was driving down the highway, Marenzi. This guy had a ladder, some like Polish guy in a ladder. The wind went, wee, wee. All I see him. All right off the highway into the, into the guardrail. He just kept on driving. That was on the way into work. It today. blew him into oh, the yeah. guardrail. Guy, I'm telling you, guys in little cars like Priuses, they're getting blown all over the place. I don't know what it is. It's like a blizzard with a hurricane mixed. Now, it is your birthday today, Cam. Hey! Happy birthday. Thanks, buddy. Uh, I've got a gift uh, coming for you, but nice. I, need, I need it to be customized. Oh, customized. Yeah, customized. Uh, <laughs> I don't got, want to give away too much. Got to get the right size. Yeah, I don't want to give, give away too much. Got to be uh, customized. But, Thank uh, you. Thank it is you. your birthday, and we all know how much I, I encourage people on Twitter. I said, you know, feel free to send Cam, like, uh, a gift card or something like that. I don't know, from, like, a fast food restaurant, like maybe Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh, fantastic. And I was thinking, actually, it would just be your luck, Cam. It's your birthday. You've got your coupons in your bag. You're going to KFC. You're like, man, I'm going to get myself a family feast right now. Family pack, bucket. For myself, it's my birthday. Screw it. I'm going to go home, watch the Raptors in a Celtics game. And you're crushed to death by a giant chicken bucket on your birthday. It would actually be a, a freaking epic way to you know what? I got to like, gosh, we all got to die some I agree like, with you. Like, we all got to die like, some way. Like, if I'm going to die, I actually don't mind. Like, I always think that, Cam, like, whenever I'm in a pain or anything yeah. like that, I'm not worried. I always think, well... Actually, now, you know, if I'm going to go out, I'll just think, everyone, I'll be a legend. Marenzi was a great talk show host. He was great. <laughs> Crashed into the side of the mountain uh, in, in Panama on the way to Costa Rica I mean, for a conference. Blaze of glory, buddy. Yeah, and my legend grows, like Kurt Cobain. I'm with you. I, like I don't if mind. Cam, if I told people, people we knew it was windy yesterday, but Cam got crushed by a KFC chicken bucket in the parking lot yesterday. <laughs> You're right. It's a great way to go. It's not now. Like, yeah, 30, yeah. like 30 or 40 years down the line, like, yeah, like, I don't mind. Like, you're right. I, if I don't you're mind. like 82 yeah. and you're walking in the parking lot and you yeah. get smoked by yeah. a big Colonel Sanders yeah. life-size bucket. 2,500s worth of striped steel down on my face and my melon and I die. No problem. And I'll tell you, Gabe, but I, I wouldn't mind going that way. If it, if it was instant, though, don't want to be in pain. It's got to kill me right away. I don't want to be, uh, you know, like Victor Newman strapped up uh, with uh, tubes no, in the no, hospital. No, no, with your, you know, <laughs> no thanks. With your luck, it would just take your legs off. I know. That'd be the worst. Yeah. Eh? You're going to be all right, Mr. Stewart, I, I, but you'll never walk again. Mr. Stewart, he's, <laughs> he's pinned under the barrel. Yeah, that's great. Then, I'll, yeah, just chop it right, right off there. Zip. But just think of the irony. If you got crushed by a bucket, 
And I'd say, I always told Cam to watch his cholesterol, man. <laughs> it's funny. I told him that KFC would get him. <laughs> so the whole thing is, I'm not. We're not joking. No, this is a true so story. This is this is, uh, this is in Hamilton. Uh, where Johnny Manziel could end up. Yep. And we got a Johnny Manziel update, actually. Really? Yeah, so this is uh, this is in Hamilton, outside of Toronto. Uh, literally and literally, thanks to Big Will for sending this to us, there's a picture. A taxi cab, basically, like, this taxi guy's like he's not dead. Oh, yeah, that thing would have carved him right up. Like, the entire bucket <laughs> fell, but also the large pole With the that bucket. holds the bucket, as well as the big KFC sign. Like, the entire thing went down and smashed a taxi in the parking lot outside of Toronto in Hamilton today. Amazing. You know what the crazy thing is? A lot of the places, too, have removed the bucket just because, you know what I mean, it's the spinning bucket outside. They just go to KFC. Now, when I see that there's a bucket, bucket you go KFC, to that location. I know that that's a KFC that has pride in their chicken. You're right. The best location where I live, spinning bucket. When I grew up, uh, Cam, KFC. You can smell it for blocks away. Oh, I know. It's the best. It's it just lingers you know, you in the air. smell it like oh, the, the entire neighborhood. Oh, I smelt like KFC. I used to go to my BMX and just try to linger for free chicken. And I found out, like, they do it deliberately. Like, they blow the fan out, like, into the air just to, you know. The home of the 12 herbs and spices. I got to tell you, you know, just whenever I see the letter KFC, I want it. Of course you do. Like, me seeing this bucket lying on the ground, I'm actually, like, I want to, like, <laughs> I want to reach in the bucket. Is there any, like, massive pieces of chicken yeah. in there? A birthday bail. That's it. Phil, no, I, I love the cat would be poking around this big bucket. <laughs> <laughs> is this real? Is this what's in this? Big Mercy says, I think it was Cam Stewart that knocked over the bucket, <laughs> thinking there was chicken in there. I always I had a dream that the thing was filled with chicken. It's like when they gave Homer Simpson the gold key to the city and he took bites out of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought there was chocolate under it. Cam, you stupid idiot. <laughs> I thought there was chocolate in it. <laughs> Amazing. It's crazy out there, though, Gabe. A lot of things are happening. Tell them about Drusilla, that. Drusilla says, and it's funny that Drusilla says this. He must be watching a part three. Because Drusilla said that KFC bucket would be perfect end for Gary Player. Yeah, Gary. I do 500 sit-ups before you yeah. chunky chicken eater. Yeah, I, I'll tell you. So I go to I go to the Masters, right? And I'm looking for an interview. Nobody's around. No, but you know? weren't you weren't you at like the breakfast buffet, like piling on some pancakes? No, and syrup it, it, and stuff? no, I ate breakfast before, and I was okay. like piling it on. But it was basically a lot of the players were moving away. Uh, Justin Rose, I couldn't get, so I see, and I just see Gary Player holding court, like talking to himself, impressing people, you know. And I, I go, you know, I might as well get an interview with the Black Knight while he's there. He sees me, you know. Remember back in the day, too, the, our company, we didn't have a lot of money. The shirt they sent me was pretty tight, too. So <laughs> my boy, my boiler was kind of like. You look like an offensive lineman. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like everybody at the Masters is small, like five foot five and skinny. And I'm kind of there. And Gary Player is <laughs> like. Had a tight, yeah, he looks you like, had a tight score television. <laughs> exactly. wore a golf shirt on. It was tight. And Gary Player is like. And then he starts, like, talking about diets. Like, out of the blue, he's like, the North American diet, butter, bacon, fats. And he starts looking at me. And I'm like, what the heck? He goes, and then he points, hey, I do 500 push-ups before you hit the alarm clock. I'm Gary Player. It's like, thanks, Gary. I'm with you. I'm with you, Drew Zillow. Tell Gary to have a piece of chicken. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, Gary Player might be in shape, but uh, it's uh, the old golden bear. Jack yeah. still got game. Yeah, no offense, Gary. Who's got touch? Jack Nicholas eats a bowl. Barrel of his own ice cream and it sinks a 25 foot putt. Now, the Masters uh, par three tournament, uh, pretty entertaining right now. Jack just nailed a great putt, like uh, off the rough, too. In you the edge. you said it yeah. right on the fringe. It was like a fringe breaker right in the heart. The thing is, like, the, you know, 
the ball, I saw it like I was like, wow. And he just barely tapped it. I was like, man, that's a guy that knows every inch of every green and every, like, he he probably walks past trees and goes, oh, it's blooming a little later than yeah. usual this year. <laughs> Exactly. Like he knows the trees yeah. on oh, yeah. the course. He knows you know the, what I mean? He knows like, the yeah. color of flowers, yeah, the length of the, grass. Yeah, he knows the bees and yeah. stuff. Yeah, oh, there's that family of bees. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> there's that family of bees. He knows bees. everything about the place. You're, you're absolutely no, you're He absolutely knows he goes in a parking lot, a little pothole over there, watch yeah. out. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> you're so right. No, buddy. but it's the way he did yeah. it. Like, he's all old, oh, yeah. and he just tapped it. I was like, that's not going in. And it's yeah. like, oh, no. Perfect it's, pace. Yeah, it just hit curved. It was one of those curves. <laughs> nice breaker. But uh, I don't know, man. Uh, Mike Weir's playing well today at the par three. Uh, don't worry about that. I see Tommy Fleetwood. Is leading the par three. Yeah, at the par, yeah. Is Tommy Fleetwood aware that nobody that's ever won the par three has won the Masters before? I don't think he cares. I, 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 would. Just want, I, I Actually, I would, too. But Dude, they, they, yeah. I would, if I'm playing in this par three. You just shank one at the end. I, would, I, play, I would play well the whole time. And literally, exactly. Just I'd look up at the leaderboard. I'd go, all right, now, now's the time. Put one in the drink. And just pull a happy Gilmore or something. Have some fun with it. Bam. Oops. <laughs> oh, sorry. Hey, hey. It's sort of like uh, not touching the uh, the, uh, the Eastern Conference uh, trophy in the NHL. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to touch that trophy. They do in football, but hockey guys are like, no. and I'm not touching that. No. Like, and, and you know what? You're right. When Pittsburgh didn't do it, they usually win the cup when they don't touch it. So actually, you're, you bring up a good point. Teams that have you not don't touched touch it too it. well. No. Like, no, you, you don't, don't touch it. You don't want Eastern Conference. You're you want like, the championship. I don't want that trophy. Exactly. You ain't the big one, buddy. I can't believe all these. Don't the best thing about the old geezers are doing great in this part of three tournament. That's what this shows their touch. Watson's on the leaderboard. Who's this chick? Uh, I think it's probably one of the guy's daughters, I'm thinking. Well, she Tom looks, Watson was there. She looks 18. Yeah, she... Always got to be careful. She Who's looks that? 18. Oh, it's Fowler. Is that Fowler's chick? Oh, no wonder she's oh, so hot. Yeah, there you go. I'm all like, who's the smoke show? Yeah, I know. Look, she gets a nice That's customized outfit, too. She's not wearing it. Yeah, look at They even give her good gear. No. Come on. Yeah, I was going to ask, is Ricky Fowler making like his, his girlfriend like caddy for him? How the hell does that, did that even happen? Like, I don't, I don't even know. How the hell is Ricky? Why is Ricky Fowler's girlfriend That's what playing I'm saying. in a part three? That's why is you're Ricky Fowler. You've never even won anything. I don't see Jack's wife out That's there. That's the thing. Tom Watson brings his grandkid yeah, or whatever. Cool Jack. Yeah, no, Jack yeah. could play with Nick O'Leary, the tight end of the Buffalo Bills. That That'd would be, be fun. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. We see, got some Instagram model out here. Finau's kid, yeah, settle down. down. Hey, Tony Finau's kid needs some uh, Ritalin. Hey, settle down for Finau's kid. <laughs> this bar three's out of control, all right? Everyone I, needs to chill out. I'm actually really enjoying it. People are going nuts. See that game? That's why we like oh, the Who chipped in? Finau. It's a hole in one. Finau. Oh, oh my God. He's going crazy. He is going nuts. See, this is why we like the Masters. Like, at least they got a tournament before. It's well, nice. Ladies kissing the ground. This is more fun than uh, the actual tournament. <laughs> Everyone's having fun. Oh, I think he pulled something. That was great. I think Finau just got hurt. He did. He did. Yep. He did. He got hurt celebrating. This is the, we're not even joking. I told you. I go. I think he pulled something there. He was running to celebrate. I thought he was kissing the grass. He but fell. No. His, his like he looked yeah. like he pulled his Achilles. I oh, know. This is nuts. 
Tony Finau withdraws from Masters after hole-in-one celebration. Tom Watson's in a battle of Fleetwood. Hey, Fleetwood. Let Tom let, let Watson go on. Let Tommy take it home. I agree. These old guys, though, this is their chance. They want to win this, right? The par three? Oh, yeah, they got their... The old guys, you said it, though. They know everything. They got great touch. That's the difference so, between no, this that. Is, they know every undulation, Cam, this everything. Is, this is no joke. Finau, Finau just had a hole-in-one, celebrated so much, yeah. started running towards the, the to get the ball. Like, like, a, he, like a touchdown celebration. Yeah. He, he, no, it's like Martin Gramatica, the kicker. And, and, then, he, the and then he pulled up, yes, and he's yes. on his knees, like, leaned over. Kemp's like, oh, I'm like, oh, he's happy. Kemp's like, he's kissing the ground. They were like, no, oh, he's, he's hurt. He's hurt. He, he, he keeled, keeled, he keeled over. He did. And his family, all his kids are running out to him. Daddy, daddy. <laughs> What's happening? Dude, that was crazy, man. I don't. I, uh, we got to get, get an update. Was on that this even real? I, I have no clue. Like that looked wild. We we got to get an update. Uh, is, is Tony Finau did pull in a hamstring? Like, uh, did Finau really just get hurt for real? Like, yeah, I think he did. It looked that way. Like he was celebrating. No, no, no. This is no joke. Finau start. When I saw him running, I was like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> His kids. Like, me and Cam are calling this play by play. Cam, it's complete chaos. You got hot models training in putts. You got female's kids running around as he's about to shoot. He gets a hole in one. The place erupts. Finau starts running Running. towards, like, the green. Like, he just won, like, you know, the Masters. And he got hurt. Yeah. And then he starts gripping the back of his leg in pain. (laughs) He's a kicker. Who's the kicker? Was it Martin Gramatica? Who's the other idiot? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what a kick. Yeah, you're right about Fleetwood, though. He's already in the clubhouse at five under. And oh, t- well, Tim and Tommy tied for the first. Tied for first. Interesting. Uh, Aaron Zidane says uh, you said she looks eighteen. Tony Sincata's rubbing off on you, Marenzi. <laughs> well, I got a good eye. Yeah. You know, it took me about good one call. second you to realize. Start. I said, "Who's the smoke show?" No, here we go. They're showing it again. They're showing it again. So it's a little kid with the brush right, cuts yeah. there. Yeah, we got to watch this here. Take a look. Turn it up. Yeah, hit the volume. Let's see. See how it, it rolled down like 30 feet to the hole, too. Yeah. Running. Running. Oh! Oh, no! Oh, dude, he's hurt. He pulled oh. like a Steph Curry. And he popped it back in. Wow. This is wild. What, a, what excitement about Augusta National? It's like a football game's broke out in a golf tournament. I'm telling you right now, if you've got Finau in your DK, oh, you're, take him out. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. You can't fool around with that. Like, yeah, you he know, might have popped it right back now, in. I don't know why he's still out there right now. Just walk away. No, no, it's not like, you know, adrenaline cam. I walked around on a broken foot for two weeks. Exactly. Adrenaline right now, he wants to be tough. Yeah. Uh, he's, once, he's got to sort of Once the booze wears his off or whatever. There exactly. and stuff, so he's got a fake grin on his face. Bro. It's a par three exhibition. Just say, whoa, I just popped my uh, my ankle here. I got to get out of here. It's time for an ice bath. Like, you better figure it out. Get the heating pad out. Get the ice out there. That, well, that was absolutely wild. Last year, last year, old DJ tumbles down the steps. Yeah. Although Therese Owens reported that he really pulled his back having sex with Paulina. I'm going to go with that one. I, 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 for, for a guy, and we, we've, we've talked about this. Like, I've fallen down my stairs in my, in my townhome. Wasted. Like I like I mean annihilated drunk bottles, bottles, bottles. That's the only way you fall down. Usually you slip your cover. I don't believe it. I, the I, last I, time I, I heard I, I think he was he had to be banging her. The last time I heard somebody fell down a steps, Cam, was Jose Theodore. 
Oh. Most valuable player, great athlete, great. 27 years old, somehow. Great partier. Yeah, somehow shatters the backbone of his foot, falling on the ice on his steps. Mm. Mm. Interesting. What about Todd Helton? Did he have like some, uh, like a dead bear or something like that? Well, didn't he slip on ice when he killed something hunting? <laughs> Wasn't there like a hunting accident? And he talked about a couple guys have actually sneezed or coughed and like, oh, my whips. It happens a lot more than you think. Well, you know what? I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I did. Uh, it can hurt, man. I heavily criticized Sammy Sosa for missing a baseball game. He said that he pulled a back. Uh, he had a back muscle pulled when he sneezed. It's true. My half the time, I was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. And I don't know, man, a couple of years ago, I once sneezed. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I, I was like a hernia. And the first thing I thought of, I was like, freaking Sammy Sosa, Sosa was right. right. Like, <laughs> I was like, he wasn't lying. He wasn't <laughs> was lying. Like, I was all keeled over. But Sosa was telling the truth. Buddy, it happened to my girlfriend. It's real. Like, if you cough or sneeze, you could pull something. I know it sounds weak, but, Man, we're getting but it's old. true. We're getting old. Mark Lawrence going to join us. The coffee club. Abandoned ship. Abandoned ship. Finau. I don't want any part of this no, guy. No. I didn't have him anyway, but. How's he going to walk uh, four rounds of golf now? Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. It's raining chicken buckets, man. The end of the world as we know it. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. <laughs> Big 2,000 pound buckets steals. of chicken are falling from the sky. With pinstripes. God, I wish there was chicken in those buckets. There's a small dog warning in the area. You're little, like, it's like your dog's going to get blown away. <laughs> See ya, Toto. I good, feel like we're in Kansas right now with this weather. It's a good thing... Uh, uh, and our boy Fred Courier actually checks in for Buffalo, Facilla. What's up? Uh, what's up, Fred? Uh, Fred says that it's uh, it's actually a snowstorm in Buffalo oh, yeah. right now. They're gonna get rocked. Yeah, it was it was a snowstorm where we Dude, are. It Masters. Just I know the Masters week. It's always people watch the Masters and they want to play golf, and then yeah. they play golf the next day or the yeah. day of the early yeah. in the Masters. I got to get home and watch the Masters. We'll play it early in the day. Munis aren't opening for another month at this there ain't pace. No golf. <laughs> I know we won't get golf till June. It's like ice going. <laughs> So it's like the ice ball out there. Let's bring it in uh, Mark Lawrence right now. That's why Mark moved to Florida yeah. from uh, from Cleveland. Smart man. Mark Lawrence joins us. What's going on, Mark? Well, I know what not going on. It's not snowing down here, guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> rather heavy, balmy. Uh, heavy. Uh, rather balmy. <laughs> the, weather, the weather, Mark, is just unbelievably insane uh, right now on the East Coast. Snow starts the Masters. It's April. Right? It's baseball season uh, right now. You know, we have you know you have any exception sometimes in baseball where oh it's snowed opening day, then a couple of days later it's all right. I swear, Mark, the weather right now in Toronto is like the Toronto Raptor basketball team. Good point. Gets worse as spring approaches. 
Like it's it's unbelievable. Like the, you know, it's like winter time out here, and the Raptor meltdown has begun. Uh, Mark, it's hard to watch. Frustrating game last night. They lose again. Uh, to the uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now tonight they get the Boston Celtics, and they're laying seven and a half points. And, you know, I know that the Celtics are beat up and stuff, but the Raptors just have no business laying seven points uh, against anybody right now. They really don't. No, they don't. They're, you know, they're really on the slide. And unfortunately for everybody up in Toronto who's used to seeing this, it's just almost a... a an onset of what we're going to expect to see in the postseason, the playoffs. We've seen them slide out of the playoffs when they weren't supposed to, and just getting ready for the playoffs a little earlier right now, it appears. Just a bad situation right now for the Raptors, and they shouldn't be laying seven and a half points to almost anybody at this stage right now. And more bad news for the Raptors, Mark. We're looking at the notes from the database. Boston 5-0 and on Wednesdays versus the conference opponent. And Toronto 1-4 and ATS at home on Wednesday. All the numbers in your supercomputer say Boston might be the play tonight. Yeah, it sort of uh, sort of computes that way. At least you know, looking at it from a good day, bad day of the week type scenario. And uh, you know, I know Boston beat this team by 11 points earlier the last time, so it should catch Toronto's attention. But the bottom line here is, you know, Boston has been arguably the best point spread team in the NBA this year, and they just don't get any respect from the odds makers. They continue not to, even against a team sliding as terribly as Toronto is right now. It's a good yeah, spot yeah. for the Raptors. They're it a is, desperate though. team. It's a gut check time uh, tonight. Last night it's been a gut check time for the last couple of nights. But you were right though. With the second, the second unit's not the same. Other than Van Fleet, guys missing simple layups and stuff. They're not the same dominant they guys. They play too much. They do. They're tired. They look tired. They play too much. They're not starters. Exactly. So it got to the point where it's like split, and then we played the damn bench so much. I know. Take our our stars out of the rhythm. Great point. I've seen Rosen can't shoot, shoot anymore. No, I noticed this like two months ago. Van Fleet shoots so much. Lowry's getting taken out of his rhythm. And then later, it's just, it's Casey, man. It's getting very, He's not very a good, frustrating. He's not a good coach. Well, I'll bitch about this a little bit later uh, on in the program. But I got to, you know, Mark, uh, very, very, uh, this is cutting edge. I like this. So you've decided over at the playbook in the coffee club to drop the ATS. I like just the, the money sign. Money, money, <laughs> money. You're, you're evolutionizing <laughs> the industry, yeah, Mark. We like it. Instead of ATS, you're like, screw ATS, 5-0, and oh, money. Money. People understand it. <laughs> People love the dollar sign. Well, I'm glad you guys like that because I didn't know it's kind of well-received and uh, a little easier on the eye to read. But like you mentioned, the bottom line is everybody relates to money, money signs, and that's what it's all about. The truth of the matter is I got just tired, flat-out tired of typing in ATS every time after every result. So the dollar sign is a lot easier. Yeah, how many times have you typed ATS and SU in your life? Yeah. I'm sure like the S and the U, <laughs> straight up. Yeah, the, the, the keys are almost melded into the machine. Yeah, yeah. The, S, the S and the U. Is, is all worn out. Um, so uh, looking at the NBA tonight, Mark, what's, what, what's your thoughts on this? You know, the playoffs are around the corner right now. It's almost like G League time of the year right now. we got the Dallas Mavericks and the Orlando Magic. You know, rare to ever see Orlando uh, laying points, and that's always a dangerous way to make a living. Philadelphia 76ers and the Detroit Pistons on the board uh, tonight. San Antonio Spurs and the Lakers. I know uh, you've got uh, your boy Victor King has quite a trend going with the San Antonio Spurs tonight. Yeah, the Spurs, uh, nice situation in this basketball game here tonight. You know, they come in here not only with double revenge uh, that they have from this season as well, but uh, you got the Lakers team also playing very poorly on Wednesdays. They're just five and ten the last fifteen on Wednesdays. The Spurs come in nine and three the last twelve on Wednesdays, and playing some pretty good basketball right now. I know they lost a real tough basketball game last night at the Clippers, did the Spurs? But I think what works here, guys, is the fact that there is no travel involved for San Antonio. 
It's they're in the same city, the same hotel. They're not going anywhere other than just a different venue here. I think San Antonio gets the job done here tonight. Mark, I love uh, the the great read with the coffee club. This is the best, though, that the readers uh, thought of the day. Storm and Norman in Philadelphia. You talk about the story of people, you know, waiting for Barkley to make his prediction. He Philadelphia to win the NBA championship, and people with those futures now are ripping. Put a fork in the Sixers. <laughs> They're done before they start. This guy is the ultimate. Uh, when you talk about rushing, that was a great, uh, what, great Ty story from Storm and Norman. Yeah, Storm and Norman in Philly wrote Mark a really good column. Title Town USA. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Title Town USA. <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles, Villanova Wildcats. Yeah, I got to tell you, Mark, the 76er team is, is pretty dangerous, aren't they? Even well, look without team. Joel Embiid. They'll get Embiid back. I know. There's, there's a process to this. They talk about the process all the time. Nobody really goes right to the finals right away. I wouldn't be shocked if Philadelphia went on a run in the playoffs and then, you know, their time is coming around the corner. But I don't think they go all the way to the finals, Mark. I don't think they do either. I'm just a little bit too young and experienced to do just that. I think they're thrilled just to make the playoffs. And, you know, if you believe what Sermon Norman says here about this basketball team, uh, maybe that experience could bite them in this first round as Charles Barkley predicts it won't. But, you know, uh, I'm pretty good friends in Philadelphia with uh, Howard Eskin, and uh, I know you guys know of him too. And uh, Howard knows Charles real well. They they go out a lot. And they dine together a lot. And the bottom line is Howard tells me Charles is just flat out the worst gambler he's ever seen in his life. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget. Mark, a true story. I was in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. And uh, it was UFC night on Saturday night, and I was betting uh, I was betting some UFC at Mandalay Bay, and I'm in line, and there's this really big dude in front of me, and I'm like, holy crap, it's Charles Barkley. And he's literally in front of me in line at Mandalay Bay. And I saw him bet. He bet like $125,000 or so. You know, and he bet on a couple UFC fights, and he had stacks of money, and he had a guy with him, like, just busting out stacks on the table, like, to the, to the cashier. And it was the Super Bowl weekend. It was the Patriots and the Giants. And I said, hey, Chuck, I said, uh, who do you like in the Super Bowl, man? I said, who'd you just bet on? He goes, uh, Tom Brady and the yeah. Patriots, easy. <laughs> I was like, thank God, because I'm on the Giants, man. I was thinking, yeah, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> <laughs> A great barometer, right, you know. Charles Barkley, I, I had the same feeling before we went Texas A&M play chicken yep. in the NCAA tournament. Charles Barkley said Texas A&M size is going to be too much for Michigan. You're I was like, like, thank oh, God. Good, good, good. <laughs> Well, I hate to say this, but, you know, Charles is a great guy, great basketball player, but he should probably stick to politics rather than predicting sports games because he has literally no clue when it comes to betting games. I like his style, though. Once he lost one million gambling and they asked him if he was concerned, he goes, no, I have uh, 26 more. <laughs> 26 million left. <laughs> it was years ago. Nice. Yeah. It was years ago. So looking at some of the trends here tonight, uh, Dallas Mavericks, 5-0. Uh, and Ooh. Against the spread on the road versus non-conference opponents. Uh, last five, Miami Heat, 5-0. and oh. uh, ATS non-rest versus division opponents. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks in an 0-5 uh, situation uh, this evening. Which leads us into the baseball board, uh, Mark. Uh, Clayton Kershaw and the Dodgers struggling a little bit out of the gate uh, right now. Kershaw, 0-2. Dodgers uh, take on uh, Corbin uh, today. And uh, Corbin has had a rough time against the Dodgers 
Oh, big time rough time. One and eight his last nine starts. Lost five in a row and struggled in the spring. Uh, you're looking at Wood. Uh, Alex Wood for the Dodgers had a pretty solid single 1.38 whip. And uh, I look to the Dodgers here tonight, but I'm going to go back one step here, Gabe. You mentioned Atlanta, Miami, and basketball tonight. What happened before the coffee club went out is the fact that Miami – clinched and won a playoff spot last night. Now they're going to go right back to Atlanta, who they beat last night. I think this is a terrible spot here personally for the Miami Heat here tonight. I don't think they'll even show up for the basketball game, just given the fact that the pop, the champagne, made the playoffs last night. Now they're going to go play the same guy they waxed last night here. So I'll strike through that stat in the coffee club about Miami and Atlanta tonight, and I'll play the situation Atlanta against Miami in the right-back revenge rematch. This is that's the definition yeah. of the ugly dog tonight. Yeah. But you know, sometimes you got to grin and bear it. And for the record, I was going to bring up uh, D-backs uh, strike early. Actually, three nothing uh, right now. Early game, bunch of early baseball. They've been games. scoring a lot of runs early. Dodgers struggles continue right now. The Dodgers offense. You know, you can talk about the pitching all you want, but Dodgers uh, don't have a damn hit uh, right now. Uh, Yankees up seven one on the Rays right now. One nothing. Uh, How's Baltimore doing? They're my pooch today. Baltimore's losing 3-2 yeah. right now in the seventh. Cool. Ooh, tight, tight game. Going into the eighth inning. Okay, that's it. Going, going. <laughs> Concerning. <laughs> going into the eighth inning uh, right now. It's a crazy time of the sports uh, year uh, here, uh, Mark. And, you know, you had your Tampa number. Um, the Yankees are rolling right now. But did you guys see, did you see this, Mark, yesterday that the Yankee fans booed Stanton? Yeah, I know. Because he struck out five times? It's like the second well, home should. game of the season. They're booing this guy. Like, you know, really. That's, that's how fickle they are. It's, it's unbelievable. The guy's going to probably end up winning the MVP. He'll lead the league in home runs and RBIs, yet they'll boo him on any given cause or any given day. He did a lot of that down here in Miami. You know, uh, whiffed, swung, and missed many, many times. But, you know, that's not his game. He's one of those rare guys that can hit, leave the park hit for RBIs, and also an average. Dave Kingman did a lot of that, didn't hit for an average, and I think Stanton will end up making them eat their words before the end of the season. Dave Kingman. Dave Kingman, good good times back then. Hey, Mark, I know you saw Dave Kingman actually hit the roof of, of the Olympic Stadium. That, that that's, that's not easy to do. He's the only person ever to do it. Really? Wow. Be, wow, that's wild. Yeah, he popped up. He smashed it off a roof. Like, uh, Yeah, he wasn't a great hitter, but he had a lot of power. He did. He struck, struck out a hell of a lot. Hey, Mark, I was going to ask. I know you're a jack-of-all-trades at the Florida Panthers and hockey or whatever, and it's uh, we're just watching the par three competition. Anybody uh, you know, friends of the database, whatever, do you have any uh, master's picks going in? Is there any uh, hot, hot guys you're going to ride or any uh, matchups or anything like that? Who do you like? Well, you know, there's a, a good friend of mine, Brady Cannon, out of Las Vegas. Uh, he won the... He won the Las Vegas uh, Superbook Contest about five years ago. He's an excellent golf handicapper, and uh, he previews the Masters for us on our website. And uh, I know he likes Justin Rose this year, uh, and he does a really, really good job handicapping the field uh, with quite a few people at some pretty long odds. So uh, I'll leave the golf handicapping up to people like that. But, uh, you know, if people want to get a little bit of a preview for that, that's up at the Playbook.com website right now, a real thorough preview of the Masters go- uh, tournament coming up here. Well, he did lose in a playoff to Garcia last year. He's always been there. That's a, that's a good pick. I was looking at Rose, too. I, I like him. Uh, Mark, who, 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 did anybody win the par three Masters today? Is it over yet, the tournament, you know? Tom Watson's leading right now, Mark, but Tommy Fleetwood was. I think there's like one hole left, or they're, they're, they're just the caddies are screwing around now, duck hooking balls into the water. So I don't know. I think, I think Tom Watson's actually leading right now. Gary Player's <laughs> caddy just hit a bunch of fans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what, though, Mark? No one. 
no one has ever won the par three before has nope. ever won the Masters. So I was stating if like you're, you're a guy like Fleetwood, who's actually one of the contenders, and you're on the leaderboard here, it's time to shank a shot late, <laughs> exactly. right? Just Put it yeah, exactly right. Exactly. This is this is a trophy you don't want to be hoisting up here today, uh, to say the least. Let an amateur win this thing. But like it's you mentioned, nobody's though, ever won it. So yes. We we were talking. Me and Mark are watching Jack uh, play here. There's Tom Watson, etc. But it's amazing he's still out there, and uh, he's you know he's just draining putts. So many players from that era have have died, or just old can't can't play yeah. right now. Uh, but that's you know that's that's the era that I started watching golf in. Mark the Arnold Palmer, Lee Trevino, Tom Watson. Jack days in the 70s. That was when guys had personality. Chichi Rodriguez with the sword. They had cool Calvin Pete with the style. Calvin like, Pete. No, the problem is the golfers today don't have the, the swag that they used to have. Yeah. Oh, he was good too, man. Yeah, yeah. Calvin Pete could really play. Calvin Pete was have good. E have either of you two guys ever been to the Masters? I've been once, uh, Mark. It was absolutely insane. Yeah, my work sent me like uh, yeah, Cam 10 years ago. We covered it before. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, I went there a couple of times. In fact, I was there the first year Tiger Woods won his first Masters, and uh, wow. I'll never forget. I'll never forget uh, a customer of mine gave me a couple of passes to go there, so we went. And uh, second day we go into the in, in, into the Masters, and my badge I lost. I had it I had it uh, pinned uh, onto my pants, and it fell off, and I had no no badge to show to get in there, so I was screwed. So I went to we went to into the officials desk uh, into the hut there and they were looking up my past to see who registered to me and everything. We found out that I got it uh, illegally per se. You know, you weren't on the oh, real yeah, list. It wasn't yours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the master's police are so, tough. So what happened? Oh, so what, so, what, so happened? What, happened is, what happened is, you know, they're, they're going through all these protocols and these files and everything and I'm noticing people coming in and going out of a side door. And I figured, you know something, I'm not going to get into this in, in, onto the course this way with these with these jokers here. So I just darted out the back door, and what did it do? It took me right out onto the course. <laughs> yeah, so, just blend awesome. in. Great move, Mark. Great move. Yeah, awesome. It, I, ended, up, <laughs> it ended up being yes. <laughs> I actually saw uh, somebody got nailed uh, the other day. Uh, Masters caught them selling tickets. Oh, they don't not. Yeah, they so don't like that. Masters <laughs> sent them a letter stating, "It's come to our attention that you're selling your tickets through a third party." Yeah. We're just letting you uh, to know that uh, you're never going to be able to ever buy Masters uh, tickets ever ba again. Banned for life. And your family. I think they banned your, like, your whole lineage. <laughs> they, they get your name on the list and you're done. They're, they're hardcore about they, it. They so. are. Did you pound back some of those like cheap egg salad sandwiches down there, Mark? I, I, ham and cheese sandwiches? Are you kidding me? A buck fifty? Are you kidding me? A buck yeah. fifty for a ham and it's cheese value. sandwiches. Yeah, you said it, Mark. And the beer is cheap. That's the one thing there. It's like I get it, if you, and I like that. You're going to pay through through your ass to basically get to Augusta. At least they don't fleece you on the concessions. Like the flags were cheap, the hats were cheap, dollar fifty sandwiches and booze. The beer, the chips the beer were like, like seventy five cents. Right? Yeah, it was amazing, man. Like you could really load up for twenty bucks there. Yeah, they, they they don't gouge you at all, to say the least. It's obviously a beautiful place to be. It's it's like heaven. But what amazes me is outside of the Masters. It, it's like you're in a, a, a junkyard all around there. It's a, it's really a oh, bad part of town. You know, unbelievable. Augusta's rough. It's rough. Yeah, it is. It's really it's amazing, rough. isn't it? Perception reality. It's like a lot of like uh, Baton Rouge, like the park. There's like houses on tops of bricks and like trailers and stuff. And in the distance, oh. the beautiful campus of the the school. It's you're like holy crap, man! What a difference. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Hey, my my pleasure, guys. Enjoy the Masters. I'll hook up with you next week. Be good. Take care. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. 
The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Decisions Red Heat Rage Radio. Powered by Fantasy Factor. FantasyFactor.com. Single contest entries only. Always a ton of free contests. Great site for the recreational DFS player. DFS master players have been warned. Tony Finau um, turned his ankle. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, it was sort of like a basketball player. I, yeah. Like he, but he did it twice. I it know. Was like it popped out and popped back in. You know, he's sort of grinning and bearing it after the fact, uh, but I wouldn't want any part of this guy right now. It's very, very risky. Not with that kind of mystery. No, and Tony Finau's a bomber of the ball. If his ankle's beat up, uh, that could that could impact a lot of things on the team. No thanks. Tony Finau's actually a guy, like a lot of people think he's going to be like one of the next ones. He's got a wicked game, Gabe. Absolutely murders the ball. Frank is saying he's like a basketball player. He's built like one. Long arms, ripped. And, you know, he hits it like 340 off the tee. He's like kind of like Dustin Johnson Jr. Once he gets to learn how to uh, putt and hits the new Nuances of the with his wet game and putting, he'll be amazing. Uh, we have a we have an update right now. Update: Halton Taxi heavily damaged by falling KFC bucket sign on King and Dundurn <laughs> Street. Crews now working on removing the downed electrical wires and cleaning up debris. Here's some great more shots of it to here. Nice, awesome. It's unbelievable. Like this is really that's like, a big bucket too. Oh my God! Look at the size of it. It is the like it's. Oh, my God. It's the new one, too. If you notice, it's not the Scott's Chicken Villa. It's the So they've created that new KFC bucket you during, know what, like, Kim, a new I area. don't think it would kill you. It would yes, be, it, no, yes, it would. It would be one of the deals. I think it would, like, split your head open, and you'd end up in, like, a coma or something. Like, it'd sort of be like, <sighs> would the, yeah, this could flip you. It would you. kill you. Like, look at the, that <laughs> solid steel, right? It, it took down the pole. Like, if it landed right on the top of your head, like, directly 90 degrees down, that bucket would split so your head. So, let me ask you, if this is your car and a KFC bucket falls on top of it, do you want, like, chicken for life from them? Yes. Yes, I do. I want, and I, I like, yeah, I want, like, I want to be walking in and saying, like, any you time of the day. like, your Peter Cutlass. Yeah, 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 I should. I should, I should bring Just that. Just say, listen, I can sue you or, or, and you say, listen, I'm not screwing around on this. I want all I can eat, like, for, for the rest of my life. Yeah. I or want, I'm suing you. I want a family meal. Like, when I walk in. Like, a family meal a day. Yeah. And I want to I want to drink the gravy. Like, I should be walking in at any time in my life, and I should be getting chicken. And I want stock in the company, which probably well, isn't a good thing, because a lot of people are healthier these days. Yeah, I lived I lived uh, in downtown Montreal, and on the side of my building, it was right downtown in front of the jazz festival. So it was, like, the best place for like, advertising. So... There was a Dairy Queen underneath Ooh, me. Great, great. They've really upped their game. And they built this big, big electrical ice cream cone. Oh, yeah. Like the soft serve, but it was lit up? Except, oh, amazing. Except they needed to partially put it on my balcony. Ooh, that sounds like uh, an opportunity. It, it sounds like an opportunity <laughs> for negotiation. <laughs> 
So you're smart man. So uh, yeah, I was I was representing my place. I was like, I'll, I'll handle this. So I went down, and uh, basically I started out. I was like eight hundred dollars a month, cash. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, we're not paying you cash. Yeah. And then basically, buddy said, listen, we could do this anyways. We just, you know. This is a courtesy call. We just, you know, you live above us, and, yeah. you know, we're moving in here. We just, you know, we want to be, you know, we don't want to, we want this to be friendly, whatever. So I was like, all right, all right what do you guys really want to do here? <laughs> I actually, it was great, Cam. We actually negotiated. I was like, all right, all right. Because there was four of us living there. Yep. I said 12 ice cream sandwiches a day. Pitiful. And then there were, like, uh, soft serve. Yeah, soft so serve is cheap. cheap. Yeah, yeah, so we're going back and forth. Because the, the, the cookies, so, yeah, that's so smart so on no, their part. So, no, it's like we had, like, a sheet. So I was like, all right, listen, listen. Soft serve. I was like, three times a week, three times a week, we get the, the fuck, the. Uh, the meal. No, no, there was no meals. It was only the ice cream. Oh, one. only ice cream. Yeah, but I was like, three times a week. We get the extreme fudge Sundays. Yeah, the blizzard. Yeah. I want the best blizzard. So basically, I got it down. We had like 12 soft, soft serve ice creams a day. Yep. We had like three ice cream sandwiches a day. A couple of times a week. You get a blizzard. We get a cake like once a week. Like, I, we had a whole list of like, here. I was basically, how much will you give us for this? They, the guy was like, man, he's like, that's enough, right? So this is even funnier, though. So guess jeans, all right? Yep. There was this jeans store underneath us, too. So, guess jeans had this massive billboard, man. Except just by chance, the lights that had to go on the billboard came through our power. Beautiful. Okay. More negotiations. So, they had to come to us. <laughs> so, so, we tried it. This was this was like 25 years ago, right? So, it's, you know, it's low, you know, it's, the money was higher then. So, we tried to shake guests down for like, I don't know, like 600 bucks a month or somewhere like, oh, it's a lot of power. They're like, listen, you idiots. Like, you know, same thing. We could do this anyways. We're, we're just going to be this. nice to you. Yeah. So we're like, all right, all right, all right. So we got a deal. We got $400 a month, $100 a week. Nice. And jeans? Did they give you your cut? No jeans. No, no jeans. But this is the best part, Kim. We didn't pay our hydro bill. It was included in the rent. So we got No. We just didn't oh, pay the bill. Oh, you just didn't pay it. Okay. So the ice cream cone went dark. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. You made a deal with them, and you didn't even live up to your end of the bargain. We Amazing. Did, no, we did for like a month and a half. Yeah, and then you're like, we're not and paying. The ice cream cone went dark. <laughs> and, and then the guest cheese thing went dark. dark. And, dude, it was this nice billboard, like Claudia Schiffer and stuff. And, like, it was all dark, man. I was like, man, I wonder how long they're going to know before they realize their billboard's dark, right? How, how long? We got away with it for, like, three weeks or something. Oh, yeah. then, they, then, they came, then they came knocking. Oh, they, they put were, the power back on, oh, they, fellas. They were pissed. Oh, I bet they were. They even gave you ice cream. But soft serve's cheap. Yeah, no, we weren't happy with the deal. Um, <laughs> yeah, we used to be so hardcore. Me and the dudes, I lived with a bunch of bands. We were so hardcore when they cut our power. And this is this is the best thing too. We we had a feud with the the owner of the building, and he owned like a rehearsal. Like there were bands that would yep. practice next door and stuff, and nobody liked the owner of the building. So basically, what we did is we stuck our head out the window, and there was these guys, and we basically asked them, "Listen, you don't like the owner of this place anyway, so can you just let us run a bunch of cords into your room through the window?" <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so, this guy's trying to evict us. We're sucking power out of another one of his units because he's—he uh, basically tried to like uh, 
Because he, he goes, I know you guys don't have power. We'll see how long you can last without power. Oh, that was a, and hey, like, hey, he put it on there. Sounds like, like, sounds sounds like, like a challenge, buddy. <laughs> sounds like a challenge to me. It was yeah. winter time, we'll, we'll too. <laughs> I was like, and we laughed at him. You said, you, we're like, you think we need power? These were the days that we used to play. There were like eight of us. And uh, we used to play Monopoly for money. Nice. Like that was our like that was our little financial system. We'd gamble with each other. <laughs> and I used to tell them, listen, we gotta go to the casino because it's just causing fights. They like, we get in fist fights and stuff, right? Playing Monopoly for money, tensions were high. Oh, big time. Now that's not that's a bad recipe with roommates. Oh, you would have loved it too. Uh there was a Dunkin' Donuts right next to us. Oh, too. nice, nice. And uh, one of my roommates started sleeping with one of the girls that oh. worked there. Oh, you guys just got bonuses. Oh, dude. Oh, just gift packs galore. So the deal was you had to pay, but we'll just fill it up, fill yeah. the bag. So basically, I used to go and I'd order the combo. Yeah, give me the uh, the you know the egg salad, the sandwich on the croissant, the donut, and the drink. And basically, I would get like four sandwiches. Everything except sodas, because that's the hard. That's well, they, 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 they miss count. that. It's kind of like bars where they put the line in they, the alcohol. They count that stuff. We're all, that's like when I used to have a sponsor as a restaurant. I got in trouble with the radio station. The uh, the the restaurant complained to the radio station that I was eating all their cake. Oh, nice, nice. Because they were bringing in the cake from another place. Oh, and it's costing. You them. said it too. Like the day I fleece KFC. Remember when I came at the end of the night? She gave me everything that wasn't nailed down, but I took a pop too. I thought it was a collusion. No, not that. No, yeah. <laughs> like, I took like a Pepsi two liter. It's like, hold, hold, hold the fort there, buddy. We just gave you mashed potatoes. Ten. You tried to take a two liter of Pepsi. A, it was a scumbag move by my part. I'm like, she gave hey, me everything knew. too. So greedy. You knew that the Pepsi <laughs> was not included. No, it was. I thought I'd try. She didn't like that, but we're still friends. I saw her the other day. Hey, how you doing? I'm a great customer. I'm keeping KFC alive, I think. I might order from KFC. <laughs> Tonight, yeah. No, actually, I got a, I got a turkey in the oven right Except now. I, I can't believe this. So last time I did this, it literally cost me 40 I know. You got to be careful. Uh, well, this time I'm not ordering the, the extra perks. No, I, no Sundays, no nothing. You know what you say? Chicken, a salad, fries, Gravy. You don't even know. I wouldn't even do the fries. Ask for ask for mashed potatoes and gravy with chicken. That's a way better play. Way better. The fries get soggy. They suck. So about, you got to go how about both. Yeah, I could do both, but I, I prefer mashed potatoes and a nice both? macaroni salad too. How about both? <laughs> <laughs> so Dan Daly's going to join. Oh, us. I love Dan Daly. He's a good predictor of golf. Dan Daly, good predictor of golf. His weekly waggle. Weekly waggle. The weekly waggle. Weekly waggle talk with Dan Daly. Dan's a busy man, all right? Um, Dan's a busy man. He also, what did you tell me? He so uh, he only joins us uh, for for, uh, for majors. Yeah. Yeah, we, he, he kicks it with us about four times a year. Every, every, you know, before every major, we bring Dan in. So it's been uh, it's been a while since we've spoken to Dan Daly. You can read call him over at VegasInsider.com and uh, one of the, one of my favorite uh, golf handicappers in the business. I think you said he nailed what is it three out of the last four majors. I remember the last time we talked to him when we did radio, we both uh, he had Kepka to win the U.S. Open. So this guy hits winners left, right, and center. He's good. I love his I love his column too. I think I think he had a successful betting grad slap like four years ago, where he won every guy won every major. He won all wow. four majors. That's hard to do, man. I think he won like six out of eight majors in a row. Like that's how his legend grew. It's fantastic. He struggled a little bit on the Masters in past years. We'll talk to him about it because uh, he went back to the well with Rory a couple of times. Yeah, Believe me, Rory. Going this year. Is that you? That's, yes, yes. So it's great. Well, you guys can talk about He's it. He's going to go, come on, don't do it. 
I love the old guys. Oh, look at the, look at these guys. Jack's got you know, he's sitting there with the ice cream company. Gary Gary Player. He's like giving him tips on uh, how many sit ups to do. Tommy Watson. This is what it's all about. I love the old guys. As uh, Dan Daly, uh, Dan Daly, uh, we'll talk about it with him. But as he writes. Rory McIlroy, this is real simple. If Rory putts like he did at the API, this thing is over before it starts. Yep, that's what I need. But the problem <laughs> is, 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 is it going to happen? So the, Rory's your one guy. That's that's the guy you say that he's, win, that he's winning. Yeah, like if you had a gun to my head, Morenci, and you go, you got one guy to pick, that's the guy I'm picking on. I'm taking Rory at 11 to 1. Um, the other other guys I like in chalk, you have uh, one of them. We'll talk more about it later. Bubba and Paul Casey are 20 and 25 to 1, and then I got some flyers too. With Hideki, Ian Poulter, and a couple bombs. That's well, like. your boy, as far as a bomb is concerned, is uh, Cabrera, uh, Cabrera Bello. He's on my list. I got him. I saw. I saw your uh, Daily's article at eighty. I got Cabrera Bello on my book at one hundred and eighteen to one. Like that's the thing. What they do on these smaller books is inflate guys that aren't bet, and then they they jack down the like the other problem is I think Spieth on the book is down to eight. Exactly. You can find him at twelve, but I'm getting guys like I yeah, got Adam yeah. Hadwin at 175. He's probably like 100 or 25. That's the beautiful thing about the the low end shady book, I guess you could say, is you get guys who you know have probably no chance they think, so they give you more value, so you click. Well, like a mad scientist uh, last night, Cam, I put together an interesting parlay. Yeah, let's do it. Except it's only, and uh, we're going to let people know it's Spenny Max, uh, 14, oh, yeah. make the cut part. We're going to be playing that at 11-1. Uh, to 1. Uh, But um, this parlay that I put together is only minus 131. Okay. I just couldn't find that. Is it make cut? No. It's um, top, uh, top, top player per country. Oh, okay, I love this. Let's yeah, do and it. What's interesting, though, Cam, is I put together three different countries. And I'll tell you why I did each country, but three different countries. But it was minus one thirty-one. I'm like, man, I want one more here. I want to just, just to get it plus like plus, plus plus one fifty, plus, yeah, plus two hundred, plus one thirty-five, yeah. plus one thirty-eight. They wouldn't let me parlay anything else with it. You can parlay top. I could parlay top Australian, top Canadian, top Japanese player, but not an American. I can't add to make the cut. Oh, I see. I can't add another prop yeah, to it. They're different props. I understand. They'll that. let me, but they'll let you. I was even surprised they let me parlay the the, the countries. They, the countries yeah, together. That should be a one-off. That's actually a pretty good book if they let you parlay the countries. Okay, so the reason is I didn't do some of the countries. Like top Australian. Can There's I, too can, many good Australians. Can I guess what you did? All right, so. So you have a Canadian. Who else do you have? So Yeah, so the Canadian. So Kim, the Canadian, top Canadian player. There's only two Canadians yeah, in the And you're going to take Hadwin over Weir. Done. Yes. Mike Weir <laughs> might have played well today at part three, but yeah, whatever. That's the part he's three. He's not making the cut. No, he, he's definitely not. And Adam Hadwin will make the cut. Yes, Adam Hadwin actually, I'm betting 175 to one. Like I'm putting five Adam to five Hadwin. on him. Hadwin's a winner. T20? Yes, yes, yes. T20? I, actually, he has the game for Augusta. It's not It's not as long as people think. He's a wicked putter, a very big streak putter. He keeps it in he's play. Canadian. He's, he's played in bad he's weather. Great. He's, he's great. played in bad yeah, weather. And he's great with his wedges. Like, I think, like, like him and Brian Harmon, to me, they have kind of the same type of game. Harmon's 90 to 1. He's a lefty. Hadwin's not, but I love them both. I love Hadwin at 175. Like I, I'm, I literally put. Uh, I think I put 12 dollars on it, at 175 to one. It pays like two grand. All right. So Adam Hadwin versus Mike Queer, pretty freaking rock yeah, solid. You got to right take Hadwin. Okay. Top China uh, Chinese player. Uh, the, there's only a couple. There's only two. Yeah, Ho Tong Lee and Ho Tong Lee and, and Kun Ko, who's the other guy? Yuk Sin Lin. Yeah. So take uh, Ho Tong Lee. Ho Tong Lee is actually a pretty good player. He is very good. 
And uh, we were speaking with our boy Feinberg uh, last night, and he's never even heard of Yuxin Lin. No, neither have I. And I know, <laughs> and I watch European That's golf. What I, I, said. I watch Hooters, like mini tour stuff. I said, this guy watches everything and talks about, you know, he bets on golf all the time. And he's like, I've never heard of that. Guy. So he's strictly on the Asian tour then. He's not come over and played any tournaments in Europe or America. So it's Hao Tong Lee yeah. versus Yuxin Lin putting me in the parlay. I like where you're going with this. Minus 450. Yeah. All right. So we, we've got another one here. Okay, so top top continental European. I'm not doing that. No. It's ridiculous. John Rahm, Sergio Garcia, Stenson. I'm looking for advantages. Yes. So I'm not playing, like, top European player. Um, we're not playing top Englishman. Nope, too hard. difficult Fleetwood, well. Hatton. You got Justin Rose, Rose. Casey, Fleetwood, Bolton, <laughs> Hatton, Fitzpatrick. Pass. You know, well, the, the first five. I got one for you, though. Top Swede. All right, so. And throw Norin in there instead of Stenson and see what it pays. Yeah, that's the thing. He could beat Stenson, Gabe. I think he will. I, I know he could, but, but he, is, I think he is, will. Is it a lock? No, but your boy Spenny Mack has more confidence in him and his parlay. He put Norin in his parlay, and I respect his opinion. Top Swede, Stenson, minus 138. Nope. Nope. Norin, plus 100. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, yes. I don't mind this, but okay. It's not a lock, though. Give me, another, give me another country. Here's my third pick, and this is the one. Top Japanese player, Hideki, Hideki Matsuyama. In the parlay. He's taking on Yusuka uh, Maiziato. Yeah, Maiziato, uh, and the other guy's Ikeda. Yeah, uh, Yuki Ikeda. And, and uh, Kodara. Kodara, yeah. I'd go with Matsuyama. Hideki's, yeah, exactly. His his last three results at Augusta, what was it, 3 7 11? I think his so, worst performance so was 11. So this is the parlay. Adam Hadwin. How Tong Lee, Lee, Hideki Matsuyama. H- Adam Hadwin, top Canadian. How Tong Lee, top Chinese player. Hideki Matsuyama, Minus top Minus 131? Minus yes, 131. Yes, And do another one and add Norin to get plus money. Now you're cooking with butter, buddy. I can smell that KFC from here. It's going to be a good day. Right now, I'm just cooking with I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> top, top. What the hell? Does your fantasy team suck? Maybe you need us. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The only free 24-7 Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Time decisions, red heat and rage. I am Gabriel Maranci, alongside a raging redhead Cam Stewart. Stock program continues. The Tony Cicada will join us. Lou Gamblue will join us in a second. Dan Daly will step up and in from Dallas, Texas. We'll talk some Masters golf. Uh, we'll talk a lot of DFS in the uh, lineup walk uh, hour. We'll uh, talk a lot of uh, DFS uh, golf. I've got a pretty good uh, DraftKings lineup put together, but I need one more golfer, one more sort of long shot. And I've got quite a few options after, uh, actually, so I'll ask the experts. How much money you got left? 6,600, you said? 6,900. 69. Oh, there's a lot of guys we can get for 6,900. Yeah. Pat Perez, Keimer. No, I don't want Keimer. No. Uh, we go to the Chapel, Steele, DeChambeau, yeah. uh, Walker, Duffner, Stanley, Willett, Weisberger, Cook, Siwoo Kim. No, I don't want him. Nope. Then we get to the old guys, Freddie Couples for Telly. And, uh, we'll talk about it on DFS. Just, uh, take me to the chapel or DeChambeau, like the two best options for you there. All right, so speaking of old guys, uh, we're all old. Uh, Lou from Gamblu joins us. Lou. <laughs> 
Poor, poor Lou. Now we're going to do the old old jokes with Lou. Yeah. Is that a blessing? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Love you, Lou. How you doing, Lou? I'm doing great, and uh, old jokes uh, probably won't get past me. I'm older than the joke, more than likely. <laughs> you look good, though, Lou. Yeah, looking. Well, we may. You look pretty good. No, I don't. I don't mind old jokes uh, either, because it just means we're still alive, uh, Lou. Right? That, that's so. No. Let's, let, let's talk to Let's talk to Cam. He's telling me I look good. Thanks, Cam. I appreciate it. <laughs> no problem, Lou. Speaking of getting older, it's Cam's birthday today. I saw that. I wish him a happy birthday on Twitter, and that's awesome. Uh, you know, I, I I don't know how old you are, Cam, but I wish you another double what you got, then some. I'll be thrilled if I get to double where I'm at. That's amazing. That's going to be tough, but uh, thanks, Lou. <laughs> Absolutely. No, not, not, how, not how old you feel, how old you are. <laughs> so, I just, speaking of age, I just showed uh, Cam the video of Habib fighting a bear when he was a kid. Loved it. Great video. <laughs> amazing. These Russian dudes the one... are on a different, different level of toughness. <laughs> Yeah, he, he really is. And, and if you wanted to try and just watch one UFC fight with this guy, I, I don't remember what year it is. I want to say 13 or 14. And this is when uh, pre-USADA, and he fought Rafael Dos Anjos after Dos Anjos completely disassembled Ben Henderson. And this is and Ben was uh, Ben is capable and and dynamic now, but he was really capable and dynamic then. Dos Anjos destroyed him and went in against Nurmagomedov, and Nurmagomedov completely just took him apart. Uh, this Nurmagomedov is an impressive guy. I think speaking of Ben Henderson, before we get it, he's fighting Bellator this weekend, isn't he, Marenzi? Yeah, yeah. Ben Henderson, uh, Ben Henderson's in Bellator right now, and. You know, we got all the respect in the world for Max Holloway. You know, yeah. props for this guy for stepping up and, and taking this fight on short notice, uh, Lou. But he's in a next-to-impossible situation, isn't he? You know, uh, yes. And uh, and really, I say yes. <laughs> it, 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 it's because he doesn't have a full camp. It'd be If he was training hard and had yeah. three months to prepare for a 155-pound fight, which, oh, by the way, is 10 pounds more than what he fights at, then it would be interesting and intriguing. But yeah, a chance still... to bulk up, hit the weight room, bulk up, yeah. and, you know, get on a weight program, get thicker, uh, you know, train against world class, even though you can't really match what Khabib brings. As you stated, on six days' notice, it's just suicide. He's just too thin. Uh, and, and, you know, the body frame, the reason he's so successful no. at 145, one of the reasons why is because of the body. Right? It was sort of like Ronda Rousey. She just sort of had the perfect size. She was kind of yeah. bigger than everyone at her weight class. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like that perfect. Some fighters just have that perfect size for that weight. And he's that guy. I know he wants to move up in the future. Uh, but moving up, you know, in six days. I mean, you know this. Lou Habib takes down 185-pounders. Rockhold says he can't stop him from taking him down. All right, two things there. Uh, 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 first of all, Holloway... Yeah, at 145, he is thin. You're going to be surprised how thick and big he is in this fight because he's been walking around at a buck seventy, uh, doing interviews and such, and and he didn't have anything scheduled. I'm not knocking the guy for it, but they've already said it's going to be his biggest weight cut ever. And, and uh, you know, granted, 
uh, he's the 145-pound guy, but his size is only going to allow him to extend energy for a certain amount of time before he deflates, and that's not the guy you want to fight, Khabib Nurmagomedov, if you're in that kind of condition. The second thing is, is that even if Max had the full camp to prepare for this fight, he wouldn't give the fight to Nurmagomedov that Ferguson was going to because he's not the same fighter as Ferguson in that he, he doesn't really fight on the floor and is not no, anywhere near as capable on the floor as Ferguson is, let alone Nurmagomedov. Hey, Lou, uh, I remember last time you and Gabe were talking about it, and this is great. You both uh, think Joanna's probably going to come back versus Rose in this fight, and now the line's gone down. Like, I was seeing on my book a buck 35, a buck 40, and now we're seeing, like, a minus 115, minus 120. So I guess if you like Joanna in the fight, maybe it's a good time to click and deliver right now. What do you think about that? Uh, people are betting Rose. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I, I'm stunned at the direction of this line move. I absolutely disagree with it. I, I respect Rose, don't get me wrong, but it's a terrible spot for her to have to now, on quick turnaround from November, go right back and give Joanna a rematch. And Rose, though more well-rounded than Joanna, perhaps, surely is not the striker no matter what transpired last time they fought. And, and really, uh, what I look for here is I believe the hype. I do believe that six months ago, eight months ago, a year ago, when they were talking about Joanna as potentially one of the greatest women's fighters, uh, at least up till now, I buy that. I believe in all of that, okay? What I didn't believe in was her taking Learjet wearing designer jeans and Gucci sunglasses, drinking mimosas and not staying in the gym. And so now she's been shocked and she's lost her title belt. And the Joanna we see Saturday is going to be the best Joanna we've seen. And I believe she's all that hype. I think she's going to, I think she's going to have, I don't want to say have her way, but I think the night is going to be Joanna's. And I love the value on her. I'm surprised uh, with the movement uh, as well. You know, I'm seeing, um, you see this. I, I don't understand what, what they're seeing in this either. I have a lot of respect for Rose. I'm seeing people that feel as though Rose somehow has Joanna's number, which I don't really know how you can say that when they've only fought one time before. I, I, I told that anyone saying that is groping, in my opinion. And and, and really, at uh, when Joanna opened minus 200 or 210 and Rose is plus 180, 160, 150, 145, I can, I can see people thinking that Rose has the confidence. She trains in altitude. There's surely enough things to like about her. But in my perspective, the way I'm handicapping it, this fight should go off with Joanna minus 200. That's how I handicap it. But let's, let's not forget, gentlemen, Uncle Louie's been wrong before, and I don't hit him all, so that's why they let him fight. Well, I, I, yeah. I, I agree with your assessment here. And any time that there's a, a fighter that's been undefeated, there's always that question mark how they're going to respond after, after the loss. Yet, Joanna isn't Ronda Rousey. You know, Joanna, you know, accepted it, actually, pretty well, I thought, Lou. I think her whole thought process and the way she's gone about her business has been, has sort of been picture perfect. She sort of admitted, you know, I got caught up in it. I lost. It is what it is. Everybody, great fighters lose. It's how you respond and how you come back uh, right now. 
some you know some people if they don't love the sport right it's sort of like you know all right i lost i you know it's not the same anymore to me i really don't even care anyways i think she still does care enough so you know i think we're getting a full a full complete effort from joanne here i think she does want this belt back and isn't just sort of like you know look at ronda you know ronda lost a couple of times and she quit i'm tired i don't really yeah. want to be here anyways and Joanne, I think, wants to get back to being the Wicked Witch again and telling everyone to go F themselves. <laughs> well, you know, we've talked about young fighters that that get meteoric fame, money, notoriety, and what happens to them. Like I say, I believe she is the fighter everybody was thinking that she was before she slipped on ice and got beat by Rose. And I really think she proves that Saturday night. Uh, I... I uh, I think it's just a great spot. We'll never get it. I don't think it's, it's going to be a long time before you can get her at a pick'em price. I mean, you, yeah. know, you almost have to go to confession over that price. I would just tell listeners, if you're looking at that fight and you do like Joanna, it's the time to get her now. And, I mean, geez, if she goes to plus 120, then I'm wrong, and you take another bite out of her. But, I, I mean, this is great value. What do you think of the uh, the totals here, Lou? So, in the Rose Joanna fight, it's three and a half. In the in the Max Holloway uh, P fight, it's also uh, three and a half. Both uh, five round fights. Before we blast through some of the prelim fights that you like, what do you think of the totals of the, the, the main event and the co-main event? You know, the girls don't have power, and I do, and I and Rose is capable enough that I do think it'll take Joanna just like other fights five rounds or, or a one-sided division. She'll paint her fence, I think. So I'd like to lean over with the women. And with the main event fight, I, I, uh, I want to respect Max, but because of the camp and the short notice and the weight, it's an under. It, and because Nurmagomedov is not the kind of guy that's going to play too much cat and mouse, I do expect him to come out and show people that he can strike with Max whether that works or not will be how soon he decides to take Max down on the floor and take him out. Now, I told yeah. people, I told people, I told you a couple of weeks ago, and I told Cam, one of the bets that I like on this card, and I see her right now, she is minus, uh, minus 190, you know, minus 200 at some spots, depending on the spot that you're betting it. But uh, uh, Carolina uh, Kowalkowicz taking off Felice Herrig. Um, you know, this this will be an entertaining way in. We'll put it that way. Uh, but the fight, the fight itself, Carolina, like I said, she's she's lost a couple of fights. But you look at who she lost to, into Joanna, and then to uh, to Claudia Gadella. And you know, I think that Carolina, she's just on a different level as opposed to everybody else. She's just a tad below the top top. And to be honest with you. It wouldn't shock me if she was the future women's champion down the road uh, either. I think she is actually that close. She's so complete. And Felice Herrig, Lou's taking advantage, and she's beating a couple of up-and-comers, young girls, and, she, you know, she rides that mantle. Oh, they keep sending these young girls in here, and I keep beating them and stuff. But Kolokowicz isn't a young girl they're just sending in there. She's a woman, and she's freaking tough as hell. She only loses to the top, top fighters. If I, you know, this is one of my best bets of the weekend. I have a lot of faith in Carolina. She's been very good to me over the years. I like her. I think she wins this fight rather easily against Felice Herrick. Yeah, I, I, you know, because I don't necessarily like Herrick as the dog, I, I, it's not a fight I've really looked at. I tend to agree with you. I think this, this fight is going to be the precision and conditioning of Kowalkowicz 
just piecing up Herrig as Herrig tries to come in and bully. Uh, you know, Kowalkowicz is going to need some distance, and Herrig is going to want to clasp on. It should be a, a great a great fight, but I do believe Kowalkowicz should be the favorite. This is not that's not a particular fight I'm targeting. Hey, Lou, and you brought up a great point last time when we talked to you about getting, you know, the value of the number. And the dog that you were looking at was Moicano versus Qatar. And at that time we did that interview, I think he was plus 125 to plus 130 or 135, down to plus 100. So sometimes you got to get the best side of the number. I'm just looking at these uh, odds for these fights. Man, there's been a lot of move, line movement in all these fights. So if you like, if you, if you like a dog when you do, you got to click now because you're losing a lot of value. Normally, uh, normally the do- the closer you get to fight time, the more the dog will be inflated by the you know the the parlay chasers. Uh, in this particular uh, fight, Moicano and Qatar, you're exactly right, and and I think the money in this particular move is spot on. Uh, we released Moicano 120, uh, I, I just like uh, a couple hours ago. Uh, and that 120 was a William Hill number, so I'm probably fudging a dime on the price. But he's another one that I think uh, Qatar is great, and he looked spectacular against Burgos in the last fight. But Burgos is no world beater, and Qatar was at home in front of his people in Boston. Almost everything went perfectly right for him. Now he goes and fights a guy that's, I think, slicker, more refined, and has faced much better competition. Moicano, by the way, beat Jeremy Stevens two fights ago. This guy's nobody to mess with, and even at plus 100, plus 105, Moicano's a play. I like, uh, you sold me. Sold, Yeah, yeah that's why I lose in real estate. You yeah. got me sold. Yeah, you just bought a piece of property. I don't know if my credit uh, passes, <laughs> but I, I'll take the place. Uh, right, <laughs> Rocket, mor- Rocket Mortgage, Marenzi. Yeah. Quick loans. loans. Quick and loans. Give him a call. Um, we got about two minutes, Lou, here. It's actually a fun, violent, uh, it's going to be a fun, violent card. A lot of evenly matched fights. So let me just blast through them and tell us uh, if there's anything you like. Pettis and Chiesa. Chiesa's minus 135. Iaquinta and Paul Felder. Iaquinta's minus 120 right now. Uh, Ray Borg's like a minus 280 favorite. Evan Dunham against Olivier Aubameyang. It's almost time for Aubameyang to step up. Like, he's been around for a little while. He's hyped up for Montreal. But he never really fights anybody. This would be a nice win for him if he could beat Evan Dunham. Ciceras and Loboff. Uh, Loboff is lucky Habib didn't kick the crap out of him uh, when he confronted him yesterday. What do you make of the undercard here, Lou? Yeah, I, I have kind of been watching Ben Mercier. I do agree with you. I think he's due, and I think this is a good spot for him. He also falls into the 63% win rate when you're five years younger or more than your opponent. Ben Mercier fits that description as well. Um, they're lefties, so it should be an odd fight. I like Ben Mercier. All right, hang in here, Lou, if you can. We'll take a quick break. Um, I want to get to a couple of the other prelims uh, here with Lou from Gamble. And Lou's fired up. We're now one week away from the start of the NHL playoffs. As well, game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio continues. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, 
Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Time decisions ready to rage radio fantasy sports radio network continues as does our conversation with Lou from gamblue.com and uh, Lou you'll be on the clock uh, soon Lou week two of the major league baseball survivor uh, series that we have uh, going on and you know I was on the road so I've come up actually with a good way and I'm gonna send out uh, to everybody uh, moving forward so people can track who everybody has we'll just do it straight on my patreon page and, you know, so just say, hey, this is, you know, Lou, I'm taking this. And everyone can see who everybody uh, has. But everybody survived. Uh, Dodger fans were a little bit worried, though. It's a good <laughs> thing that splits uh, actually get you through. But uh, but uh, that's that's besides the point. We're, we're kicking it with Lou here. So, well, Lou, it's actually a pretty fun undercard of a lot of fighters, you know, sort of at a crossroads of their career here. If, if, if Aubert Mercier can't beat Dunham, Dunham's been around forever. This This is... This is a fight that he, he's supposed to win, or at least you you know you would hope that he could win. He's in a plus one twenty uh, range uh, there. And as we went to break, you think it's a good matchup uh, for the Quebecer? I do, and and I do think that this is crossroads fight. Uh, Dunham remains relevant with a win, and Aubin Mercier with a win. I think catapults himself into inside the top twenty, maybe, but a positive uh, career step for him and a good win as he's still potentially assenting. So, uh, I, I, and that's why I like it. I, I tend to think that I'd rather have the hungrier guy trying to gain something than the old line trying to hang on, and, and that's how I look at that fight. What about Pettis and Chiesa? Another really interesting uh, fight here. Two guys that have been around a while. Um, you know, Chiesa won the Ultimate Fighter, and that, you know, that was when I was living in Vegas. And, you know, you've got Anthony Pettis, who, of course, is on the cover of Wheaties Boxes and was one of the faces of the UFC, one of the most famous knockouts in MMA history with his legendary fence kick against uh, Benson Henderson. Uh, But his takedown defense has been his downfall over the years, and it's just something that he's never, ever, ever, ever corrected, Lou. Like over and over and over and over here. So, you know, interesting fight here. You know, Kiesa, I love the guy personally, but... He's not great. He's just, he's got a lot of heart. He's sort of good at everything. But he's a good grappler and sort of, you know, dirty, sort of, you know, clinch type in close fighter. What do you make of this fight? I like Kiesa's, uh, to me, he's the younger fighter uh, just because he hasn't taken the terrible uh, attrition that Pettis has over a outstanding and illustrious career. But Pettis is on his way out, and he's mentioned he doesn't want to be a gatekeeper, but unfortunately that's exactly what he is. Kiesa's going to be the longer man. I, I think he's the fresher fighter. He's a lefty and, and uh, taller. He'll be the bigger guy, and fights make their way to the floor. I look at this one like I look at a Ben Mercier. I think Kiesa has the ascending uh, part of his career left. 
uh, and because I think he can make some worthy fights moving forward. But I, I, I don't think the same Anthony Pettis. What about uh, Lou Ayakinta and Felder? This one seems pretty tight. Ayakinta's laying uh, 25 cents uh, in the fight. Uh, seems almost like a pick in this one. You got an opinion about uh, this battle? How's the guy selling real estate and, and coming back and has had all kinds of uh, commitment problems to the sport, one foot on the ice and one foot on the land? How's he the favorite over the guy that's looked decent and won a couple fights and been active? Wrong guy favored. Felder says, uh, Ayakinta's in the real estate business. Ayakinta's, uh, one of the ice. Selling homes. Not happy. I thought he, I thought he was in the stock. Uh, he, I thought he was uh, like a Wall Street guy. He wanted to be a Wall Street guy, but yeah, he's a he's a residential realtor in uh, the uh, up in Boston, New York, or somewhere up there. And I know he's probably refreshed and feels good getting back into the gym. But I mean, kind of like you're Carlos. Right. <laughs> are you a fighter or what are you? Yeah, yeah, you're right. He's always uh, he was unhappy with the payment yeah. structure. That's why he went. In, he's, he's got another business going, right? Said, yeah, he's also part. He, he's also, I believe, accepted treasurer uh, of the new movement. Uh, I think I'm not sure if I can. If it is it Leslie Smith, whoever is running the uh, the push for the new unionized fighter group, he's part of that as well. Which to me isn't going to help him win any decision. <laughs> okay. That's a great point, actually. That 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 must not make Dana happy. Or you want to form form a union? Bad well, for that, business. That union movement's a slow moving movement. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, that like a glacial movement. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's you know, fighters by nature, you know, they're individualistic. They're selfish. You know, they're only really thinking about themselves. They don't care if everyone else gets screwed. I always thought it was hilarious when George St. Pierre's retired. And was going to come back, meets with the UFC. New UFC owners yep. basically tell him, listen, you're not the big star that you used to be. We'll give you essentially half of what you're asking for. Suddenly, he's part of this new union, yeah. right? And all oh, the things that I saw that were so unfair that happened in the UFC. And then, you know, two months later, Lou, George St. Pierre got the money. He got his contract. I don't hear George St. Pierre talking about unfairness in unions very much right now, do you? <laughs> No, no, and and that's such funny a how that works. Long, it, yeah, it is funny how it works, and and that's what the, it, I mean. There's all kinds of that that's going to happen. I don't think there get, should be a union. Like honestly, I do. They have to have it. My deal is, Lou, is I think the fighters are unfairly treated. Oh, badly. They're they're independent contractors. My deal yeah. is they have all these other obligations. Forced to wear Reebok. You can't force someone if I'm an independent contractor, etc. Like they're the UFC fighters are treated like employees, yet they're really not employees of the UFC. They're not employees. That's of correct. The UFC. So they're freelancers. Yeah. So, they, so I totally un- no, I know. When I say I don't have the union, I'm not on like team company here. The fighters are getting screwed, uh, but I think there's other ways that they could go about it, as opposed to you know, it, it won't work. Yeah, but the there's whole, all, but there's only one way they're gonna get it. You can't can do it unless you have every stars. other way. Unless they Conor can go McGregor. about it every other way. There's only one way they're going to get it, and the that's walk. a union. And, and I don't see that they can ever be cohesive enough exactly. to do it. Exactly. 
That's the problem is the, is the fighters, all of a sudden you say, okay, nobody's taken a fight for two years, and yeah. now they start to either exactly. grab Bellator at- fighters yeah. or they go get a guy like Lobov and Caceres and say, hey, we'll give you 50 grand each. You're a main event. Watch how Unless- quick they break the strike line. You know Marenzi, check your paycheck if you're not fighting for that long. Check your bank account. They're well, like, no, the no, 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 no. But unless, unless someone like Conor McGregor and unless, yeah. like, every champion, basically. You know, every champion every, just said. Every. Yeah, every champion bound, get, got together, the big name draws, and just said, we need a union. And Because if Leslie Smith wants a union, nobody gives a crap. People say, ah, it's Leslie Smith. Unless the big names step up, as you stated, they'll never get everybody on the same page. That you know, yep, that's that's the issue there, right? I mean, that, no, and it's also the fact that it's going to take long enough so that Leslie Smith won't be a fighter if and when it happens, and they are cohesive, which is a pipe dream. And neither will Connor, and and nor will Nurmagomedov. But this, this isn't we get together and now we just break the UFC's back and they roll over, and five months, six months, eight months later we got a union and everybody's happy. This is a three- or five-year attrition grind, and yeah. the UFC's got the big money, and they're going to lay everybody out to dry, and they'll break that union down. Well, don't forget Great the Fertitta's battle with the um, uh, with the culinary union in Nevada was, was legendary. That's what kept them out of New York for so long, right? So To lose point, when you're a small fry, Gabe, and you go up against a big company, they can just grind you in court till you're broke. And the thing you know? is, too, as you mentioned, look, the fact is fighting is like pornography. The, the reality of the situation is you'll always be able to find some kid from Kazakhstan, some kid off the bus from Iowa that'll say, put me in, Dana. You know what I mean? I want to yep. fight. Put me in. And it's the same thing in Hollywood. I used to live in Hollywood, and there's a joke about that in the porn industry. That uh, you know what? There's a girl getting off a bus from Iowa right, right now. now. Exactly, <laughs> like, and know? she'll do anything. Yeah, there's like, <laughs> there's hundreds of girls coming into the city that want to be stars, baby. Yeah. Are you taking the 10k or aren't you? And that's the way it works, Lou. It's a cold world, but it, that, that's the hustle and the fight game is that ugly. I mean, look, they should be under the Muhammad Ali. Maybe Act. uglier. They they should be under the Muhammad Ali Act. And we're getting more legal right now, but a Muhammad Ali Act was something that was created to protect boxers from crooked promoters, guys, boxers that were 21 and 0 and fighting their ass off in rank number two and rank number three, but not getting fights because they're getting overlooked. And the fact of the matter is, the UFC fights this tooth and nail, and the UFC doesn't want you to know this, but they actually argued in court. They stated that there are no champions in the UFC. That's the, 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 the that's UFC. Their, that's their angle. They said there are no champions. Those belts do not represent championships. They represent a reward for... So basically the UFC like said under oath in court that their belts are toy belts. That's a cross. Because they don't, they don't adhere to rankings. They don't adhere to any sort of rights for the fighters at all. The Muhammad Ali least gives fighters a little bit of rights. Well, yeah. And that's what the fighters are up against. The big power Wall Street attorneys that are going to represent this group that owns the UFC, and they're going to tie stuff up and litigate and spend money and throw money at it. Meanwhile, uh, Michael Chiesa and Anthony Pettis got gyms to run, and they got food to put on the table for their kids, and they need the twenty grand because 12 or 14 of it's going for expenses. And after all that three-month camp and getting their ass kicked, they get six grand. 
<laughs> We're bringing it out, Brad. Are you doing? You I mean, actually... you want you want to see an underdog? It's these fighters against this ownership group. Gave, That's give a you group a, of underdogs. Yeah, but I'll give you some credit, buddy. You know, you know the law pretty well. Yeah, but you know what? This leads to that, and with all this, nice cap. But what? No leads, problem, buddy. What this leads to is this is why, as you mentioned, this is why you have cornermen betting against their own damn yeah. fighters, not because it's yeah. fixed, not because they don't think their guy can win. Because they're not going to get paid unless he wins and he gets the damn fight bonus, Lou. It's crazy. Yeah, no, not only that, and that's why you got uh, cousins and uncles and aunts and, and, and training camp people showing up offshore and making bets on fights where they have a guy in the fight. And they're yeah. either betting on him or and against Dana White, him, but Dana they're White's, betting on the fight. Dana White's shitting on a, on a toilet seat made of gold right now. And, you know, talking about signing Anthony Joshua for $500 million. Meanwhile, you have UFC fighters that are starting GoFundMe accounts so they can take their corner men on the road with them. Wow. Right. And how about that terrible? Yeah. And and then how about Bradley Scott that gets all the way to England a few few fight cards that go to fight Marshman? Marshman don't make weight. And, And they tell Scott, you know, hey, sorry, but you're SOL. And he didn't get jack squat. He's over there. He's got to pay his camp. He has no way of getting back. He had to go to work as, as like a a, a a demolition guy going in and destroying shit to make money to get back home. Just a that's, terrible That's, that's actually that, that's sickening. It's like, turning fans it's, off, though. It, it is. It's turning the whole attitude. That's nuts. And I brought this up, Lou. And listen, you know, you, like you often say, I, you know, I bet the fights. It is what it is. We don't run the business. And I love watching these fights, and they're going to be fun fights to watch this Saturday. But, you know, me and Cam, and I used to go to all these UFC events. I do live shows at the event. Yep. And I was looking forward to doing it. Now I'm like, I'm not going to promote. I'm not going there. Why would I do that and promote these guys? Like, Dana White hates the media. He hates everybody. He has no respect for the fighters. The new company has no respect for anybody. Um, the, the championship lineage is a freaking joke. I can't even keep up anymore with the intern this and who's that and this and that. And and it's just it's just disdain. And, you know, they, they shut out like there's a, there's a documentary about tap out coming out. They shut the tap out, guys. You know, there's no more sponsors. Lou, like I used to go to these events. It was like family, right? Hey, there's the science guys. Yeah. There's the tap out guys. Everyone had booze. And it promoted the sport. It was like an MMA community and caravan going from town to town, selling their gear, promoting the fighters. You know, these sponsorship companies like my boys, Jack the Yep. You know, we had Vanderlei Silva meeting people in bars and like autograph sessions and live events yeah. and clubs. Eat and, and stitch. And people would come it, out yeah, and but, be, but, there'd be a thousand people at these things. They kicked everyone away. They said, we don't care about any of you. We have Reebok. F off. And that's why now the sport is just soulless, Lou, right? Nobody gives a shit. Let's just be real. Yeah, I, I, I think I need to balance that a little bit. Here's my perspective, okay? Vegas in the 60s and, and 70s when I got to go there was a different run Vegas. But, but times change and things modernize and corporations take over. And so that's what Vegas is today. And that's what's happened to the UFC. My perspective is... The UFC is giving me fights. I never had them because boxing shook me away in the 80s. But the UFC has presented a product to me, and they give me fights, and the integrity of the fight they present allows me to gamble on it, whereas there's no integrity in boxing, and you can't bet on it. So I'm not going to throw any sling any mud on the UFC. Could it be better? 
far a great product and the best we got right now? Yes. And so for that reason, I have to stick up for what they're allowing me to do, and that is make opinion on fights that I love doing, and at least there's integrity in the results of these fights. Well said, Lou. Well said. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> no, I say, most I of the time. time. Most, of time. Most, of the time. <laughs> most of the time. Most of the time. Here, I've seen some funny decisions, but we all have. And what are you going to do? I mean, that happens once in a while. But yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. one guy's hey, hey, guy standing over, when, when George St. Pierre's choking Bisping out and Bisping's eyes roll back, we know who won that fight. Listen, the UFC yep. has more integrity than the NBA or the NFL officiating or college basketball. I'll put it yep. that way. Like you know, that's because it's it's young and it hasn't learned how to get corrupt yet. But believe me, that day's coming too. <laughs> they try. They've tried along the way. Great, 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 great stuff uh, as always, uh, Lou. I like your pick at uh, Columbus, eighty to one. Nice comeback last night, Lou. You get some major value at that. Hopefully, you get a hedge situation. Playoffs right around the corner, buddy. Uh, yeah, it's a great number. It was 60 to 1, but I'll still take it. And they're playing good hockey. And, and if the playoffs started today, the bracket they're in, they beat Pittsburgh and they're in the finals. Hey, Ciceras and Loboff. We got about a minute or a minute and a half left uh, here. Ciceras and Loboff. Uh, what's your take on this one? Boy, I watched Ciceras train. And if, 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 if there's a guy, the more I watch, the more I don't know, because I don't know which Alex Ciceras is going to show up on fight day. Is he going to go out there and try and dance to the music and look cute and get slick and be inactive outside of dancing around and avoiding Lobov's punches and lose a decision? Or is he going to go out there and paint this kid? I mean, this Lobov is a very beatable fighter. If Ciceras goes in, keeps his hands up, uses movement, and and, and paints his fence. Which one will we see? I don't know. Lou from Gamblu.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Gamblu as well. Excellent insight. Fun times as always, Lou. Thanks for the time. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys, and have a great week. You too, Lou. Lou from Gamblu.com. Tony Sincata getting ready to step up. And then Dan Daly will start talking more uh, Masters golf, little NBA basketball. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Ready to raise radio. Cam Stewart's birthday. Hey, happy birthday. <laughs> All right, are we on? Right, we're back. 
That was quick. Now that I'm big again, I can't work. Tuesdays, yeah, Thursdays, the month of July, or Toronto Raptor I saw, home I saw it. It was like, it's the best. I know. Toronto Raptor home games. God, I love Krusty. Speaking of which, is a Toronto Raptor home game tonight. Yeah. What are they going to do it's against Boston, Boston Celtics? They're lucky I'm not going to the game because I might actually uh, throw something. I agree with you. I could just see you going I'm wild. I'm sick and tired I, I of this I am too. Crap. Well, think about this. I, I, I don't want to totally throw. Kyle Lowry, you, you, you brought up a really good point. The Rosen can't hit a three. Kyle Lowry didn't look on himself. Sure, he went to the Villanova game. Who cares? But this has been going on for a long period of time. I'm not happy. You said it, though. I'm not happy he went to the Villanova No, I'm not either. I'm, that's the thing. Remember Vince Carter? Oh, I went to my graduation. Why don't you just play the damn game and Cam. you actually beat Philadelphia? You win the damn title. Cam. You are he, a professional basketball player, bro. He went to the bro. Super Bowl. I know he did. He's an Eagle fan. I know. And now he's you, going to the National the Championship Bowl. game. Dude, Villanova won the title two years ago. You celebrated it. Really? To watch it on TV. Exactly. You're NBA now. I agree. That's your job. Like, uh, you know what, Cam? If the first seed was already wrapped up and it was just whatever, I agree. Fine. You guys, you're in the middle. You lost four of your last seven games. You're 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 clinging for dear life right Defense now. The sucks. sky is falling, and there you are cheering on Villa freaking Nova. I'm with you. I like Kyle Lowry. You know, I don't want to call him out, but no. whatever, man. You know, parents like their kids, and you got to call them out sometimes. I'm sick of this garbage. Enough with the moping. Oh, woe is me. Nobody, everyone has this look on their face yeah. like the sky is falling on them. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, get over it, dude. You're going to get fouled. He hasn't been the same since he got fouled two weeks ago by Corey Brewer and the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's just been acting like a, a wuss. He's been crying all yeah. the time. The looking at the refs. I know. Kyle Lowry last night after all, I'll take the L. Yeah, that's all good, Kyle. Or whatever, dude. You know what? I hope Villanova's like women's uh, softball team doesn't go too far in their tournament. We might, we might miss you then. You gonna go then? Like, who gives a crap if Villanova won or was playing? Yeah. You're you play, an NBA you play for the Toronto Raptors. That's your first priority. Pay you like twenty six exactly. million dollars a year. I agree. I agree. He sucks, dude. You're not like any one of these kids at Villanova would trade with your your place in a second, Kyle. You want to be at the stupid game or you want to be an NBA player? That's the thing with the Raptors, though. There's no designated leader. Kyle Lowry is a good player. Yep. He, he he tries when he's on the court, but he's moody as hell. And it's just, it's like a roller coaster with this guy. DeMar DeRozan's a great guy, but he's not a leader. No, he's quiet. He doesn't talk to people, really. Like, he's, you know. He goes about his business. He'll drop 25 points for you, but he's not leading anybody. Sergi Baca just looks like he wants to kill everybody all the time. He looks old. And it's, it's it, like, and Dwayne Casey evidently can't get through to these guys. That's another thing. Casey, take a look at coaching. He's been out coached, as you said, by an usher. He's played the second yeah, unit. Twice yeah, twice. The ushers won twice. They're playing the second unit way too many minutes. It's screwing exactly what you said. Now the now the guys in the front unit. DeRozan, you, you want to those air balls on open threes? I'm like, what the hell's going on with this crap? No, he's got Dwayne sick. Casey is a nice guy. He seems like a basketball guy, but he's getting out coached all the time. And it doesn't matter who it is. The mental, the mental soft. They look weak. They look falling weak. apart all they the time. They do look weak. It's a massive game for them tonight. If they lose to Boston tonight, we got big problems. Yeah, there's man. no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, this is a massive game for the Toronto Raptors this evening. Boston played last night. They're beat up. They're injured. Yeah, lose to Milwaukee. But with all that being stated, I don't want to lay seven and a half points. God, no. No, not in their current form. No way. 
I wouldn't lay the points. But, but hey, Milwaukee did the Raptors a favor last night, but I almost wish Boston would have won that game so these guys wake their asses up and actually play a game so they don't have that cushion. They got the two-game lead right now. If it was just one, that'd be a whole different ball game, Renzi. I played a parlay earlier, Barcelona and the Toronto Raptors on the money line. So, so. they just got to win tonight. Yeah, Barcelona won 4-1 against uh, AC Roma. Crazy. Uh, see these, uh, these the blowouts. Oh, man, the goal of the year last night. Remember yeah, I saw Ronaldo. Yeah, I, I saw it out of the corner of my eye when we were doing the show. I, I was like, what the hell happened? And then, uh, you know, Portuguese Joe, he's got it on a loop. And I go, oh, Ronaldo. Yes. The, bicy- <laughs> the bicycle kick. It was beautiful, though. What a goal. See, the Raptors, what a goal. Raptors, I mean, you know, last year they fell ass backwards into the playoffs. They won in the first round. And then they, they got meekly beat and swept uh, by yep. the Cleveland Cavaliers. There's just a lot of the same sort of body language. It's not so much... You know, the sky isn't completely fallen. It's been a hell of a year for the Raptors, but Malinsky brought yeah, it up earlier yesterday that everything they've accomplished is sort of getting erased quickly, and you can see the lack of confidence in the doubt. Like, literally, you see the doubt. I mean, it's pretty evident. They can't beat LeBron James. No. I will say this, though. LeBron James moves into guys, grabs their oh, arms, pulls I'm it to your... Like, honestly, the, it, it, that's the problem I have with the NBA. I know you're a star player, but the guy never gets called for offensive stay. He was basically putting guys in pretzels last night, and he's getting the damn call. It's ridiculous. I don't care if you're the best player in the league. These referees bow down to LeBron James. The league bows down to him, and it's sick. In the NFL, you have stars, but it's not like that. This guy can wah, wah. He can complain to the ref, and he'll get 10, 10 15 straight LeBron calls. James, it's like, BS, man. It's bullshit. LeBron James hits people like... Uh, Andre the Giant. I know he does. And then he complains and he gets called for a foul. Exactly. He's the guy who instigates the damn contact. You saw what he did last night on that move. He's got a great move. He'll go and back you down and then grab your arm. The referee never sees it. LeBron James, I see today, he's in a controversy. Evidently, Nick Saban does a show in a barbershop. Yeah. Something Nick Saban barbershop. <laughs> Nick Saban barbershop. In Tuscaloosa? Yeah, barbershop. in a barbershop yeah. and talks. Yeah, let's talk, let's talk some SEC football. So LeBron, LeBron James claims it's a copyright violation because he owns some of the barbershop. Barbershop. That's so. bullshit. You can't do a show in a barbershop. No. How are you going to trademark a barbershop? That's what like Darren Ravel is even tweeting, saying LeBron is trying to argue here that he, uh, LeBron is trying to argue that he owns bar- the rights to barbershops. It's ridiculous. How can you do that, Marenzi? Like, if me and you do a show in a barbershop, who are we biting off? Maybe we just want to do a show in a barbershop and get a haircut and a beard trim. You know? I can go for a fur trim. Why not? I think it's ridiculous. LeBron James, like who this guy? I know that's the thing. Hey, want a sprite? It's not. It's like. uh, (laughs) It's like. uh, It's like the Kardashian. The chick tried to copyright the word Kylie. It's like you're not like you can't copyright the name Kylie. Like you're not. You know, like I know you think you're a star (laughs) and stuff, but. Wow, what the hell happened out there? I, dude? I'm LeBron surprised. James isn't happy with Nick Saban's comments over a lawsuit that alleges the University of Alabama shop talk is infringing upon LeBron James's uninterrupted show. I didn't even know LeBron James. I didn't, had, I I didn't even know that either. Both shows are centered in a barbershop where athletes and coaches have laid-back conversations in a familiar setting. <laughs> you can't trademark... A barbershop. It's impossible. Nick Saban says, I'm sorry someone can be offended with something we're just <laughs> exactly. having fun with. Exactly. I'm on Nick LeBron Saban's James side. says, I respect him as a coach, but I'll be damned if I allow someone to use our platform and try to do the same thing we're doing. You know, I just don't think it's okay. The lawyers will figure this out. Who the hell does he think he is? He's going to lose that case. What do you think? 
Like, what, you think, you, you, what, because Nick Saban does a show in a barber shop? Like, you're actually, they're, they're actually, he's actually suing this guy? Unbelievable, man. It's, oh, wow. That takes it up a notch. Now, I need to see both shows as to whether is it a complete parody and ripoff? Do they use the same graphics and intro and just sort of, you know, but. Yeah, but if they're still, yeah, to that point, Marenzi, yeah, you can't just say, though, yeah, if they use the same logos and fonts and all that, sure. But just to say they're doing an interview loose in a barbershop, that's not enough to say that's a trademark infringement. There would have to be a hell of a lot more when you're watching these shows that is exactly the same. Fonts, cuts, all that stuff. He owns barbershops, evidently. Oh, okay. And pizza places, too. Blaze Pizza yeah, Barbershop. What doesn't he own? You better not... Uh, don't, yeah. don't, don't have a competitive pizza. He'll, he'll sue you. you got well, the same ingredients. I know. You better not uh, have a conversation about sports at a barbershop. Otherwise, you're copywriting <laughs> LeBron James. LeBron James owns talking about sports, sports at barbershops. Barber yeah, it's trademark. Yep. Can you believe this? You know what? The University of Alabama has more money than, than he does. So they're one of the few people... That actually say, you want you bring oh, they, it on. They can bring just say, it on. They can just say, suck it, LeBron. Yeah, bring it on, buddy. Screw you. I agree. Screw you. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> Good luck suing us. We're the University I can't of believe, I can't believe he's mad <laughs> about it. Well, so Nick Saban does a show in a barber shop? Who gives a shit? Doesn't like, <laughs> wow. I don't know, man. Anyway, the world bows down to that guy. He can't do wrong. It's an absolute joke. Yeah, well, this is, this is how I got suspended on Twitter on Saturday. This is how it all started. I saw LeBron James dancing on stage with oh. uh, Justin Timberlake. Oh, and that's when the C-word came out. Yeah. Well, it's just like... Enough is enough. Well, I don't know, man. I don't like Timberlake, and LeBron's just so damn cheesy. It's like, what, you he think is. dancing with Timberlake's cool? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Out of all the people you picked to dance with, I'm going with JT. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm sick of that guy's game. I'm sick of referees bowing down to him. Like, figure it out, man. It's a joke. But whatever, that's the, that's the issue with the NBA, though, man. The, the the stars can do anything in that league, and compared to any, I like it's a tough night in the NBA tonight for betting purposes. It, it is so Orlando Magic. Orlando Magic are minus two and a half point favorites against the Dallas Mavericks tonight. Like really, Mar- uh, I don't trust either side. I don't either. Lawrence had a good stat though with the Dallas Mavericks in the coffee club. Were they yeah. five and a? <laughs> It's still the Dallas that, Mavericks. That computer. Yeah, that's the thing. The problem is the you Dallas Mavericks are humans. Uh, you got Philadelphia. Yeah, Philadelphia 76 is playing good basketball, actually. And Detroit's hot now, too. Detroit won five in a row suddenly. It's probably just it's too little too late uh, for the Detroit Pistons. But they are playing well. It could be sort of a flat spot for Philadelphia, but I don't love it. Mark raised a good point, Cam. We often see this. I love this bet in baseball. After the long baseball season, when a team clinched a playoff spot, yep. they bust the champagne yeah. out, get wasted, you bet against them the next day. Exactly. Hungover. Remember the Toronto Blue Jays made the playoffs a couple of years ago? They partied for like two days straight. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, no. And they, then they coughed up home field. Yes. And then they yes. They gave, yeah, that's right. They didn't just party. They took it for three days. You're right. And I remember we were doing a show. You were going nuts. What the hell? Like, hey, guys, I can't get going party left. People were getting mad at me. Doing? They were like, Mercy, they're happy to make the playoffs. No. Like, yeah, you got a job to do. And there was like a delay. And remember, there was a double header, and they were all hungover. Over yeah. and got swept. It's yep. like you jerk offs could have even been uh, had more home. Exactly. <laughs> like that's the thing. What's it? What's well, the party? Yeah, like, eh, what's the party infringes on what you have to do as like a professional Lowry, team though. to get to the next but level? You're a professional athlete. You don't need to go to that village. You're not a 16 year old kid going to the prom. That's I'm with you, man. Ooh, we clinched the wild card. Let's get wasted your, for two days. Your like, job. The, like, how does Gibbons allow this? And how the hell does John Gibbons allow people to blow a whistle? That's 
that's something that I can't even fathom. The fact that you're I can't a manager over this. No, no. They honestly, and the fact that the umpires and people know that so the White Sox. The are umpires doing. don't do anything. But how come Gibby doesn't get up? How and say the umpires that? and say, "Hey." Stealing signs, you're blowing whistles when the guy's up at bat. I, I can't even tell you, like, how I've never heard of that. Actually, it, it's in, it's insane. Like, I don't even know where to begin with that, man. Like, the fact and the that, crazy thing is the White Sox weren't even ashamed. They were laughing and I stuff. Know, no. Like, they were laughing at it. They were laughing at I, Donaldson when he was bitching at him. It's not funny. It's 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 actually brutal. Like, you cannot do that to But somebody. it goes to show how gutless the Blue Jays are. I hate to say Donaldson it. wasn't though. He played this that song and he got up there yeah, and told that off. He, I know. he did his job. Yeah, but he's dude, where the hell, hell is the manager? Us? I know. Where the hell is the pitcher? Well, Gabe, you know, I'm just sitting, up camp. sitting here having a double double. You're telling me that if somebody blew a whistle <laughs> somebody blew a whistle it wasn't that man. and Don Drysdale was pitching that he wouldn't have said, you know what, we're just gonna hit someone. Exactly. I'm gonna plunk that's, you right in the mouth. No, but that's that's basically when you deliberately hit a foul ball into their dugout type thing. Like you wait, you yeah. deliberately swing late. Like wait, this is just, no, that's yeah. like bench clearing brawl type stuff. Instead, I, the Jays yeah. just sit there. I know. Do nothing. If me and you are on a team and you're up to bat and I'm your manager and a guy is blowing a whistle you there, I almost want to go into their dugout and punch him in the face. No, that's probably what that's I would kind of, do. I think that's about I that's might, how that's that's how you should react you to something I would do. that drastic. You and I would do. I would accidentally Deadly. slip the bat <laughs> on a swing <laughs> right into their dugout. Yeah. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. Just right let, into the dugout. let it go. Oh, helicopter into somebody's. Oh, face. I really would. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. I really would. I know. I'm with you, man. I loved. Uh, remember, you know, Roger Clemens when he threw the bat at Piazza. Yeah, I like that too. He said, "I thought it was the ball." <laughs> and I love though the like, the logic of that is well, what you were going to throw the ball at like the first baseline. I know. <laughs> The, so best, no. the best thing about it's the like, bat. No. He should have just said, you know what? I don't like him, and I threw a bat at him. You know what what do you best, want me to tell you? The like, best thing about that bat, too, Morenzi, it was so slivered and nasty, too. It was like, remember, because it was a, it was oh, like yeah. that, it was like the angle of it. It's like if you threw it into somebody's arm, it's sticking like a oh, hot yeah, knife. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I was like just like, like dead stick, stick. It, stick it in his leg. The thing is, too, you see Clemens even hesitated for a second uh, and, and thought just, about it. And he said, he's yeah. like, I'm about to throw a bat at this guy. And he's like, ah, let's go. I agree. I think we should do it. The fact that nobody else but Donaldson on the team tells no, me all I thing. need to yeah, know. That's the thing that the pitcher, like, I was even going the up the manager. Yeah. What if I was Donaldson? What the hell are you guys doing? Like this guy. And like, I brought this up. Uh, I brought this up before, but Buck Martinez and Tabler, soft. These guys are doing the game. They didn't even describe what I happened. Know. They said, "Oh, Josh Donaldson had a message for the dugout after." Well, what does that mean? Was he a FedEx driver? <laughs> he had a message. Your package is here, sir. Your package. He had a message. <laughs> I didn't even know until after the game that there was a whistle and stuff. I yeah, saw. After, I know. I know. It was like, crazy. When Donaldson bitched about it, but it's like, God, man, Sportsnet is bad. Like they really are. Just, it's just terrible. You know, it's I mean, you're not gonna. You're not gonna get anything. Anything of substance. Anything to mock the team. You know what it is? I gotta tell you, Joe Seidel might be a nice guy, but yeah. he's no Greg Zahn. It's a. It's no. That's why. That. You no. Know, no. What happens when you work for that company and you speak outside the line? I guarantee you can get fired. That was all garbage with Greg's on. He never that No, he's a nice guy. Stuff. No, he just had a couple drinks at the Dude, bar. The guy was there forever. He's a former big league player. So I he know. used to say, hey, baby, you're hot I to know. a couple of chicks there. Yeah. He was there forever. They just want to get rid of him. 
Because, yeah, they didn't want to pay the Same thing with, like, Dick Hayhurst. Remember, Dick Hayhurst was a good analyst. He was actually a nice guy. Dick Hayhurst was good, but Hayhurst was critical of them and would tell it like it is, and boom, they don't want that. No, they want guys. We're living in a propaganda state. You said it, buddy. Massage the company. Don't say nothing bad about them, and then you got a job. That's exactly what they did. They sold Sin- that guy down Sin- the river. Sinclair Broadcasting should just take over the Blue Jays. <laughs> <laughs> the company that owns all the anchors that said, the yeah, <laughs> we love the Toronto Blue Jays. They are the yeah. best team. We yeah. work for you. We are tired of unfair media, media bias, bias against the Toronto Blue, Blue Jays. Jays. We are here at Rogers to provide fair and unbiased Biased opinions, opinions <laughs> on the greatest team ever, the Toronto Raptors and the greatest company ever. Rogers. <laughs> yeah, you see my bill. I think I'm going to have to do what you did a while ago. Just let it get over $1,000 and play roulette with these guys. What are you going to do about it? What's your number? 300 400 What's your number? All right. I didn't realize that uh, I got. I, we thought. I, I see a message of Tony's there, but it's the end of the segment right now. We didn't oh. hear him laugh. What? Tony? Where's Tony? Is he oh, worried about he all your us. talk about uh, LeBron James and the Bobby Hey, 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 hey Tony, how you doing? Yeah, buddy? and hey, none of Tony? you guys. Yeah, you guys Why do you? Why do you just start talking? Yeah. You know what? Well, the problem is, you was talking about LeBron and the barbershop, shop, right? And how you was sick <laughs> of LeBron, but none of you guys stuck up against all Bill Cosby's women. Bill Cosby's the most famous guy I've ever had on my uh, show before. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had Bill Cosby. You had Bill Cosby on your show? Yeah, wow. I, have a, I have a picture. No joke. I'm on the front page of the uh, of a Montreal newspaper <laughs> interviewing Bill Cosby. Amazing. Did he give Bill you any Quaaludes? Any Quaaludes? Yeah. Uh, it's a true story. He's actually friends with Frank Robinson, the Expo's wow. manager. Frank didn't want you to tell that story. <laughs> Does your fantasy team suck? Maybe you need them. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The only free 24-7 fantasy sports radio network. 